Welcome back to Battle School Dropouts, a podcast about anime and friendship, where unlike other mecha anime, this one is about the characters. My name is Shinji Bakari, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Hero Stewie. I almost forgot it for a second. I'm, I'm a little drunk, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Anyway, it's episode 15. We're talking about Hanasaku Iroha. Is a... Uh, yeah, you you really nailed it on the intro again. We we had to re-record because we ran into like a mountain of fucking technical issues. Nobody gives a shit, but we do have fucking better mics this week. And we all do that jazz. We got mics. They're attached to fancy fucking stands. We're like regular ass podcaster boys. That's now. right. That's right. You know, we didn't have to do any fucking claps at the beginning to get our shit synced up. No, sir. We're we're recording into the same interface right now. You know what's the funniest fucking thing about all this to me is like so I love that we're we're recording together. Yeah. You know, I think we talked about it in past past podcasts and all that and <laughs> so like for the first time in a while like we missed a month for our release you it's know the first like, time we, ever i think i don't think yeah. we ever missed a whole month since yeah. the inception of this podcast we've been we've been pretty good about it not that we've necessarily been aiming for it but it's just worked out that way yeah but we missed you know we missed the month the last episode was the anniversary episode and i think it's so fucking funny that we missed an episode now that we're roommates yeah <laughs> It's never been easier to record this fucking podcast. Well, technology aside, like we we live in the same building. We are never much more than 10 feet away from each other at any given moment. No, we we sleep like what? Like 20 feet apart? Tops? Maybe not You know, there's a wall between us, but you know. (laughs) My guess, yeah, my guess is like 15 feet. I'm not going to measure that somehow, but like, yeah. That's yeah, I guess. <laughs> so it's just fucking. I don't know. It's it's. I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about that for weeks as we've kind of gone on and not been able to. Just, <laughs> shit hasn't lined up. You know, no, shit's it's been just, crazy. It just happens. You know. Yeah. Things. The the pandemic is still very much in full swing. You know, yeah. we got Delta variants and Lambda variants, Epsilon, fucking Gamma, all these fucking Omega, Greek Omega low. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. All these fucking Greek letters and then some. Uh, so like. Things are not all all Gucci right now, but so but all the same, like you know, more and more people are getting vaccinated. There's more things you can do yeah. outside, you know, out and about. So yeah. it's been a little more difficult to find the time, even though, again, we we live together. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, because it's, it's funny with this podcast. We basically started it, you know, like really started releasing it during the pandemic and yeah. everything, and that really kind of messed with our schedule. And it's. Yeah, now that we've both been vaccinated and we're living fucking large, it's yeah. it's we're back on our regular swing and like, goddamn, where does the fucking time go? <laughs> well, the important part is we got these new mics, we got these new mic stands. We're not going to talk about how we managed to make those all come together into a cohesive setup. Goddamn, um, but it is it is a very distress like to anybody who is like any amount of technologically proficient. It's probably a very distressing image. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Anybody who would look at our audio setup just be like, "Why do you have a plank there that doesn't do like why is does, that plank structurally important?" It is, is. That is it the is. linchpin behind this I, whole operation. I mean, I'm going to be amazed if our mics don't fall at some point. I'm being very recording. careful not to bump mine. Oh, I I use, I'm a fidgeter with my mic. <laughs> I love touching it. Not doing it tonight. Yeah. Apparently. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, Bakri, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, current events are current events. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. They, they're, like, de facto outlawing abortion in Texas, and yeah. that sucks. And well, well, what else is new? Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Like, the pandemic is still going on, which also sucks. And there's, like, the whole Afghanistan situation, which, 
that that video of the Taliban dancing to that Drake song is really funny, but also <laughs> kind of sucks. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, doing a okay. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I, you know, didn't have to leave Afghanistan or anything, so I'm I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, um, how about that? Is drink to not? I don't want to drink to that. Is I, I I listen. Uh, the whole way everything ended may have been a mess or whatever. I'm no expert on what happened, but it's wild to me that like. It's it's over. Yeah, you know that the Af- the war in Afghanistan has ended after twenty fucking years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not drinking to how it went down, but drinking to the fact that we finally got our asses out, like where we they weren't they didn't belong. We're but yeah, like thirty years old is like two thirds of our lifetime. There was a fucking Onion article like ages ago that was like uh, father son like bond over you know fighting in Afghanistan, <laughs> and it's like. Uh, yeah, there's been like people who were, you know, 18 or whatever, joined the army, went and fought in Afghanistan, had a kid, and then that kid grew up and also fought in Afghanistan. In that same war. Damn, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. I'm not saying that's like a huge amount or whatever, but like, it's yeah, enough. it fucking happened. Yeah. That's insane. That's fucking nuts. Gundam had the right idea. The one year war was one year. <laughs> it was one most year. of the population, yeah. too. We couldn't keep that shit going. Had yeah. Fighting the curve. That's why they got Gundams and Minovsky <laughs> particles. Well, we're yet to hit the, the what Europe had like a thirty years war back in like the sixteen hundreds or whatever. You know what? So, I believe in the United States of America. I know we'll get there. We'll I don't get know there. where. Time to topple them. Yeah, we're gonna look. We put a man on the moon first, and we are gonna hit that forty year war before anybody else. I tell you what, that's what it means. We are to be an American. There's ar- there's strong, <laughs> and there's army strong. Okay? Yeah. You know, we we were talking about it a little bit before the podcast, but like, so like, what what brought up the conversation was we both really enjoyed ice drinks. Yeah, you know, fantastic. like that is a, and I've had I had somebody ask tell me one time like I'm like I love ice drinks, I love iced coffee, I love all that, and they're like that's a very American thing, you know, over in Europe they drink warmer drinks and all. I'm like, well, where the fuck do you think I grew up? You know. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm like proud to be an American or anything like that, but it is it's funny how there are those things that you just you can't get over. And I was yeah. gonna ask you like what what do you feel like are some of the big ones that it's just like no matter how much you 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 grow to hate the government or whatever, like what are what's the American things that are, are stuck with you? This is I mean it's still on the topic of beverages, but um I've I've seen on YouTube videos, like I follow some people who are like, you know, oh I'm in this country even though I'm not from there. Blah blah look at me. Um, apparently it's a pretty American thing to drink as much water as we do. Like, you know, the whole idea of like drinking fucking three quarters of a gallon a day or whatever, like it's a pretty American thing. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, I think because like a lot of places, a lot of other places like didn't really have that access in the same way that we did, like at some point in time, right? Mm-hmm. We industrialized before a lot of other nations. Yeah. We industrialized pretty young in our country's history. Yeah. And also know? pretty young just in terms of the workforce. I mean, you had like six year old smoking cigarettes and shit like that on their yeah. break at the factory, right? Not, <laughs> I'm not saying any of this as praise, mind you. All horrible stuff. No, I think it's great that we got, we got fucking, child injuries in the factory and they're just like fucking chain smoking yeah, all the way through. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the fucking there were eight year olds back then that could drink me under the table easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I'm not saying any of this is a positive but uh, what I mean to say is that like if I couldn't drink an ass load of water all the time I'd be just very sad. Yeah. Well you know it's, it's fucking funny. Um, you mentioned a while back you had a friend who uh, like he lost weight during the pandemic or Quite whatever, so. Quite so. and he did it by 
you know, he exercised a bit, he'd go for walks, stuff like that. But he would drink, and I'm not saying this as medical advice because I don't know shit about medicine. No. But he would drink his body weight in ounces of water. Yeah. So I started fucking doing that, and I had some pretty good results. Not yeah. that I could hit my body weight. I'm okay. like, I'm somewhere between like 200 and 250. I don't fucking know. Sure. But um, I don't have a scale. But I have a scale if you want to borrow it. <laughs> no, I, my my self esteem can't handle. Some it. things are better off left unknown. You know, I got you. I I never use that fucking thing for the same reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I started drinking water, and then I started like, so I started doing it. I was feeling really good. I was drinking more water and all yeah. that shit, and. Um, I was drinking a lot of water. And I started, and I looked up, like, how much water should I be drinking? And I realized, on average, I was probably drinking less than half of the amount of water that I should have been drinking for years. Yes. Yeah. Fucking years, man. Now, now, I should say, I don't know if, like, your body weight converted to ounces is the amount of water you should be drinking. No, no. So, I was, but... I, I was even reading that, like, half your body weight in ounces is, like, like what you should kind of be aiming for. Like, oh, I read okay. something like that. And so, for me, like, let's say I weigh 250 pounds. That's 120 ounce, 25 ounces of water. I probably drank, like, 60 or 70. Oh, man, right? yeah. So, and I, that's, that's years. And so it's funny, like for me getting a little bit older, like my hangovers were getting worse. Start drinking more water. Start yeah. all that shit. Hangovers haven't been as bad. I'm hey, like, there you oh, go. have I just been dehydrated for fucking years? That makes me I wonder because I've always been the type of person like I don't get really awful hangovers. Like I've gotten one like truly bad hangover in my life, and that was after like a real fucking bender. Yeah. Like every other time, it's just like, oh, I'm a little queasy. My head hurts a little bit. I'll be fine. I'm gonna drink some water. Be all good. Like, <laughs> and I always like people always said like, you know, my older friends and stuff like that always be like, well, you know, you're 22 now. Eventually, it's gonna catch up to you. I'm 30 years old, <laughs> and I get. I mean, look, I'm not saying I'm a fucking you know party rageaholic type guy, but like you know. Yeah, get drunk once in a while, and yeah. still doesn't. You know, the that's, worst it ever gets is like oh, I don't feel very good, and then that, that's amazing it. to yeah. me. Just built different. Not saying that this has happened a lot, but like, so like my hangovers. I've had a couple like over the last few months. Since I've been drinking more water, and I'm like, I wake up at like nine or ten. I'm like, oh, I don't feel so good. By like noon, I'm fucking gold. Yeah, I feel yeah, great. exactly. I've had hangovers in the past that have lasted like days. <laughs> I remember the first time I had a hangover that I was like, I, I like a day passed and it was the next day and I was headed like partied on a Saturday, hung over all Sunday, get, go to school on Monday. And I'm like, I still feel fucking hungover. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Fucking terrible. That's rough. Yeah, I've never had that. Oh yeah, no, I've I've had it a couple times and it was fucking fucking awful. Just you know, yeah, which is how it is. I used to I used to tell people um, this is like a bad thing, but uh, I <laughs> oh boy, I used to tell people like just kind of make up like weird biological facts about like myself, but like okay, let me give you an example. I was at one of my first jobs. I worked at an arcade that was like a part of a bowling alley. And at one point I was helping out behind the snack bar and there was this girl working with me and we like my hand brushed against her arm or something like that. And she commented on how cold my hand was. And the reason was for that. I worked in an arcade. There's disgusting children everywhere. Of course, I'm going to wash my hands obsessively. Mm -hmm. And the bathroom where I would wash my hands, the hot water never worked. Um, but in that moment, <laughs> I made a joke about how, well, like, oh, well, it's because melanin is naturally cool. It's just, it's oh. cold. 
And she said, really? What's, wait, what? And I was just like, oh, melanin, you know, the stuff that makes your skin darker and, you know, your hair darker and things like that. Well, it's, it's cold. It's naturally cold. So like your body temperature is around like what? 98.5, whatever. Mine hovers around 80. And she she bought it like she yeah. thought that was perfect. And ever since then, I just started making up these horrible, horrible facts that people shouldn't ever believe. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll start doing that on a hangover. I'm actually uh, made of 80 percent water. You're 60, 80. Eight, so yeah. Is no, I mean, melanin is mostly water, actually. I, so I believe you. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you can't correct me. Otherwise, you're racist. So I, how are you going to tell? Hey, listen, I'm not going to talk over a black person about his own identity, about his own experience. You know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm on eggshells the rest of this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> watch yourself <laughs> no it, it's funny with um i remember sh- episode four <laughs> i don't um <laughs> it's a coon episode oh yeah yeah oh okay so i think about that episode all the time because and because to me it's like it's it's funny because it's something that i knew right like i've heard that slur before yeah and when you guys were just like you know like Oh, like it's weird that there's a character named Coon. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Because all I'm thinking about is raccoons. I don't believe it or not. I'm not. I've never had like slurs or anything like leveled against me. So um, we'll fix that. Okay, yeah. Later. No, I'm working. On, you know, I did have. I went. I visited uh, DC a few years ago, mm. and like the homeless people over there are on like a fucking different level. Oh, you know, um, over like over here, like towards. Sacramento, like you get a homeless person, they're like, "Hey, you got any change?" I'm like, you know, and you say like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I don't," or whatever. Yeah. They're just like, "All right, have a good day," yeah. or like, some someone will say like, "All right, well, God bless," you know. Sure. They, they move on with their lives. I had several experiences that worked similar to this. I had this lady come up to me one time, and she's like, "You got any change?" I was like, "Sorry, I don't." And she said, "I know you're white," <laughs> and I'm like, "She fucking I, got you, dude." Like so do I. Like I, I'm not hiding it. Like I'm, I'm not wearing long sleeves or any shit like that. But like, I don't know how to respond to that one. Like, and just so many fucking people. Just like, like if you were like, sorry, I don't have any change. They just like, like, get aggressive about it. It was, it was a fucking. That's that's probably the most racism I've ever faced. <laughs> a homeless person slighting me slightly. I'm going to have to keep that in Like, we we rarely disagree on anything except for, like, you know, video game opinions, but I still got to hang on to that, just keep it in my back pocket. You never know when it'll come in talk handy. some shit about Kingdom Hearts. I know you're white. <laughs> I know you're white. You don't appreciate Sora's struggle. That's true. Hey, okay, all right, on that topic. <laughs> all right? I heard what you guys said mm. even before the podcast mm-hmm. went up because mm-hmm. I, I told Tim... That very night, with the crazy motherfucker I am, I had Prima Noxus on that episode. I'm the one who adds the compressors and the EQ and the reverb on all our episodes. <laughs> so I need to set the, the record straight. Okay, okay. So so remind me slash the audience what we said. So you you said yeah you said yeah that I know so much about things like Sonic and Kingdom Hearts and whatnot mm-hmm. out of spite to make people think. That is out of love, okay? okay? Okay. That is unadulterated so, love for these things. Yeah. And Tim, I know you're going to hear this. Look, motherfucker, Tim, Stu has an excuse. He likes Metal Gear, but he only really likes Revengeance. You, Nier fan, guy who's liked Nier <laughs> for over 10 years, you don't get to talk shit about Kingdom Hearts, okay? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is very easy to comprehend compared to Nier, all right? Yoko Taro is like Tetsuya Nomura without her leash, Okay. <laughs> I don't want to look. Let me find you. Let me catch you this side of the Atlantic again or Pacific again. Let me see what see what happens. 
see what you and your ninjas can do. I'm ready. Well, you know, okay. So I've been I want I've been wanting to talk about this for for a minute. Let's hear it. Um, you posted on Twitter a while back. Like, there's the um, there's that image in like Disneyland or whatever. Like, it's like. Um, like ride on the stops in emergency. <laughs> Crying is not an emergency, yeah. and it got me really thinking about like, um, like when you talk about Sonic, I feel like there's. I'm not saying you don't love either one, right? That's right. Because I but sure goddamn when you, do. Would you talk about Sonic? Like we we stream Sonic Adventure two. You explained a fair amount of it, and I feel like when I hear you talk about Sonic. I hear in your voice an acceptance that what you're saying is somewhat ridiculous. Sometimes, like that's that Sonic is rescuing the president, and that the moon is actually like an egg base and all that. No, no, no. He blows up the moon from the egg base. What I'm getting at, he has to get into the, he has to break into the president's limo in order to hijack the transmission that he's having with Eggman. You see there, because Eggman's trying to, you know, he's holding the president hostage. See, I don't know what you're laughing about. See, what when you talk about Sonic, I feel like there's in your voice, and maybe I'm insane, maybe I'm wrong. You are. But when when I hear you talk about Sonic, there's like an acceptance of like you know how crazy the things you are that you're saying. Disagree. And I know you're shaking your head. Disagree. But when you talk about Kingdom Hearts, that that same that it's gone. You talk about Kingdom Hearts the same way like world history happens. It you is, know, it's, it's like, like it is world history. It's the history of many worlds. It is, it is it is like on a whole fucking different level when you That's talk right. about Kingdom Hearts. You're yeah. like, I'm gonna talk about Kingdom Hearts lore as a threat right now. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what happened. You need to get woke on Sora, bro. You do. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be the Keyblade Master, but he became well wielder. He becomes a master a lot later, but yeah. that's it. That's decades of real time you know from this publications coming out. But the important thing is Kingdom Hearts is very good and it's it's a long story, okay? There's a lot of moving pieces. But when you take it one game at a time, it makes perfect sense for the most part. Yeah, I I don't know. I remember playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Did you play Kingdom Hearts 1 first? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. I, I basically so I've beaten Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. That's just, that's my extent of the Kingdom Hearts stuff. Okay. And Kingdom Hearts 2 by the end of it goes pretty fucking off the rails if you don't know everything that's going on. Like you got fucking Riku and he's talking about well I'm nobody but I'm a somebody but there's these other guys who are I'm this nobody of this thing and I'm like Riku's not a nobody. He was never I nobody. I know he's not. I'm kind of I'm kind of doing this for for a bit or whatever Maybe but it was got to come correct. It's it's wild that you have nobodies, and then you got like the other buddies, and then you got these other things. There, there's a lot going on with all these fucking moving parts. That even with just those two games, like, okay, this is how bad my fucking brain tumor is. Like <laughs> hanging out with you all the time. They released those games on fucking uh, Epic, and I've been wanting to buy one and two to play through them to figure out if. They are as complicated as I think they are. Because when they when I played that game when I was younger, I didn't have a fucking clue what happened for the last sure. two hours. Sure. I just played the game because the game... I mean, gameplay is super fun. It's all, it's I'm, not, fun. I'm not going to disagree fun. with that, you know? Uh, the I think the, the disconnect you're having there is uh, it's missing out on uh, Chain of Memories, which was the Game Boy Advance um, like in-between of 1 and 2. Yeah. It's like a spin-off game where that's... so. 
the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2, right? Where Roxas is in this like virtual reality type thing and Sora is asleep in this capsule and Roxas doesn't understand that he's not his own person. He's a shadow of Sora, essentially. That whole situation. Chain of Memories explains a lot of that. What are you looking at like that? It's just, like it's that just a lot to fucking take in. Right? I mean, when you uh, play the, the games in the, order. The story doesn't need to be that complicated. You know, it's good that you got nobodies. You got regular people. Heartless. Move on with your life. Yeah, Yeah, heartless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I forgot the heartless even fucking exists. I don't know. Maybe I gotta fucking play the game. It's when a person becomes a heartless, the husk they leave behind. If it is, if they, if it was a person with a strong enough will, that husk becomes a nobody. This is yin and yang. You know, they split. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if you're like a really strong, you become one of the organization thirteen. And because Sora turned into a Heartless at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, that created Roxas, who looks the way he does because Sora was sharing a piece of his heart with Ventus from Birth by Sleep. Okay. Uh, and that's why he looks let, like that. Let me let me throw this out yeah. to kind of wrap up our Kingdom Hearts here a little bit. This if, isn't a Pink Kingdom Hearts podcast? <laughs> Shit. I mean, we tricked a lot of people who were really interested in uh, Hanasaki Iroha <laughs> to like, oh, these guys are only going to talk about that. You know? <laughs> the one person in 2021 searching Hanasaku Iroha <laughs> podcast. And they're like, <laughs> yes. And then we talk about Kingdom Hearts for like 15 talk, yeah. minutes. <laughs> well, I, I think it would be fun. Not Okay. So I think it would be fun. There's going to be a big old asterisk next to this one. But I think it would be fun to, pl- to stream the Kingdom Hearts game like we streamed the Sonic Adventure games because you have some kind of sick knowledge about these games. I sure do. That sick is in like cool, not sick. As yeah. In like oh, to- yeah. oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think it would be fun to like stream those and have you not necessarily give spoilers, but maybe like like fill in the fucking cracks that some of the plot leaves behind. You know, because I've been looking for an excuse to play the fucking Kingdom Hearts game. Well, hey, I got the whole I got the whole shit on King on uh, on PlayStation Four. I got okay. the, the, um, the, whatever it's called, Story So Far collection. The- yeah. Well, we can make it work because I got a cheap fucking HDMI USB uh, plug and it seems to work so far. And that's supposed to work for like streaming console stuff. It, it works. It, I, it was five bucks from China. So there I've heard go. about 75% of them just fucking break, but mine's been good so far. Dave, that's all you need. Yeah. It's one of the lucky few, the, yeah. the 25, the 25th percentile. There yeah. we go. Um, well, then yeah, there we go. let's, let's, let's stream it sometime. I guess and we got to do that. Is we, do we do that before or after Sonic 06 and Sonic and the black Knight and shadow the hedgehog? We had a lot of fucking shit to stream. You know, that's the fucking issue. That's yeah. why I put the big old asterisk at the end of this. We can barely fucking record a podcast uh, yeah, <laughs> despite living to each other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to take some more, yeah. It's, hopefully we start fucking around with that when it gets a little colder um, and it's not, like, just blisteringly hot in, well, inside the kitchen. When we hit fucking lockdown two, I think we'll be all right. I think know? so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what have you been playing? What have you been watching? Ooh, I recently came into possession of a number of 3DS games. Mm, um, I that, will not say how. That you've acquired all through, through normal, regular channels. legal Christian channels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was no premarital sex involved with no, any of this. None of that. No okay. sex, no drugs, alcohol, uh, blended fabrics, uh, consumption of... Animals with cloved hooves. Nothing. No shrimp. No right? shrimp. Okay, good. Okay, no, no, good. No, no. I got no worried about the shrimp of any kind. Good, good. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've been I've been playing Etrian Odyssey four, um, which I have legitimately. You ever heard what of is, Etrian, what is okay. Etrian Odyssey four? So this is a game on the three. <laughs> what were the previous three? <laughs> uh, the three. The previous three, I think, were on the DS. 
Okay. Uh, this one was the first, I think, the first foray into 3DS. Um, it is a dungeon crawler, like, management sim JRPG type deal. Uh, you you build your, your guild, you know, you, you got a, a bunch of different classes to start, and you, like, customize your characters. Like, you know, there's no, like, you know, protagonist name, named, you know, mm. Vexus or whatever, and he's just like, I'm going to be the best in the Atrian. Like, I'm make... the best dungeon boy ever. Exactly, yeah, there's none of that. You make okay. all, of, all of this shit from the ground up. Um, and you got your, like, this is your knight, this is your tank guy, this is your healer, this is your you know wizard guy this is the thief guy you know stuff like that are they specific characters or is this like a uh, darkest dungeons kind of situation not a darkest dungeon situation in that they're not randomly generated you can okay. you can you can pick their name you can pick their class you can pick what they look like um, Ooh, they have okay. different different character portraits like four different character portraits per job two guys two girls usually okay um anyway so you do all that and then you go exploring dungeons and the big like i guess the big the unique gimmick about this game is because it's a 3DS game, you know, you have access to the touchscreen. You actually draw the mini-map as you are adventuring. So you are oh, creating yeah. your own map as you go through these dungeons. And any fuck-ups you have on the map will lead to you not understanding the dungeon as you could, you know? Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. So oh, there was... That's like old-school D&D. Totally. Yeah. 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 It, it feels like kind of a, a one-player D&D like, adventure. Like, you are both Hell the yeah. DM and the player, you know, in certain <laughs> ways. Because you create all the players, but then, like, you know, there's certain, like, so many decisions that you make, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's ex it's extremely cool. The music is fantastic. It's The soundtrack is done by Yuzo Koshiro, who did um, Streets of Rage, uh, among many other things that I should know. So you, you make your adventures and you go do quests and there's like, there's a big main quest that's going on is like, there's this big bad monster somewhere on the bottom floor of this dungeon. You got to go find him and kill his ass so that he could stop killing our guy's asses. And like <laughs> that, of course, takes many forays into this dungeon because it's very like large and expansive and like, you know, everything hits like a truck. Like it is a very yeah. difficult RPG. Um, oh, that's cool though. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good challenge for sure. Like it makes it makes your decisions feel like they have weight, which is good. It's what I look for in a JRPG a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a lot of smaller missions that you can do to gain like you know items and currency and things like that that you can use to complete the big missions. Yeah, um, get a little more powerful. Yeah, and yeah. so like. A lot of it, like, even, like, you know, from everything from, like, you know, your the composition of your party and, like, the weapons that they're using and, like, how your resources are allocated down to your understanding of what the dungeon looks like is all up to you. That's you know? cool. And it I makes like every, yeah, it makes every one of your decisions feel impactful, which yeah. is really, really cool. And again... I can't gush enough about the music. The music is fucking wonderful. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I've never had a song stuck in my head as hard as the song from the dungeon that I'm in right now. Like it is, it is a magnum opus of video game music. Without spoiling it. Can you say like the number or the name or anything? The, the dungeon is called Lush Woodlands. Okay. Um, okay. If you search like Etrian Odyssey Four Lush Woodlands like dungeon theme or something, it'll probably pop up. Yeah, uh, if I, I can I find fucking a, better be. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I can find a YouTube link, I'll I'll you know throw it in the description or whatever. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's dope. <laughs> I love Yuzo Koshiro so 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 much. I love the Streets of Rage series, mm -hmm. and like this is even though I love the Streets of Rage series and like and their soundtracks, like this is the best thing he's ever made to my knowledge. I I love that. Um, and I love that like. The, it sounds like a cool game yeah. to me. 
Uh, but the map making thing really kind of takes it to a new fucking level. And I'm, we've talked about this many times on the podcast, <laughs> yes. much less uh, like you know, and in the real world. Yeah, dog shit sense of direction. I <laughs> couldn't find my way out of anything. Right. And also, can't draw for shit. You might not know that. I cannot oh. draw to save my goddamn life. I've never questioned that one. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I tried in, in high school, and like it, it took a really, really long time to do the most basic of things. Like <laughs> It's just, I am like myopic. My brain does not picture things the way I think a lot of other people's brains do. Yeah. Um, that all said, the, the map drawing system is so intuitive that I picked it up instantly. Like, That's it is, cool. It does not feel like a tedious or laborious thing that's added, like tacked on for a gimmick. It 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 really feels like a core part of the gameplay, which big fan of. Yeah, I can I can dig that because yeah. I I've always struggled with fucking uh, like you ever you ever play like text based RPGs or whatever where it's a bit, like yeah. to your north are three candles to the east are, is a door. You know, I played like, a couple browser based ones. I can't think yeah, of like a good one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like because I, I know there's all these like classics that everybody talks about, but yeah. I've never I've never gotten into them, and it's. Um, it's funny because, and maybe or funny or hypocritical, mm. your choice. Um, whenever I play those games, I can't keep track of fucking anything. <laughs> right. But whenever I tell somebody like, like, what direction are you? Like, I use the fucking cardinal directions. Right. Because uh, living in Sacramento. I know which way is West Sacramento, so that's that's how I know what directions oh. are uh, like is everything like West Sacramento is my cardinal West, oh. you know. So I use that shit on everybody. It's like which which way are you? Oh, I'm to the east of this place, and nobody fucking knows which way <laughs> east is ninety percent of the time, you know. But yeah, the 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 perfect grid like structure of our city is the only reason I'm not lost constantly. Because um, the second you get to like, you know, I'm on a street called Watt Avenue and I'm like, what the, what the, where, where there's yeah. no numbers here. They're all just different names. No. Yeah. Yeah. When it, when people are like Watt exposition, all that shit, I'm like, I vaguely know which way that is, yeah. you know? Um, I also never forget though, slightly unrelated. We, I remember when it was, it was you, me, and I believe, uh, your girlfriend, we were walking to back to your car after a fighting game tournament. Oh, that's right. And we're trying to, like, remember the directions. We're trying to get things going. I got us and, totally lost, didn't I? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But we were walking around, and we're like, okay, okay, it's got to be in this direction. And then um, we see this dude, and he looks completely normal, and he's just walking towards us, and then just just throws up right in front of himself. It's that like the middle the way, of the day. That was on the way to the fighting game tournament. There we go. That, because it was especially weird because it was, like, noon. Yeah, like noon that the guy was like, like, like throwing up like no one else. Yeah, it's like some people are thinking about what to get for lunch, and this guy's like, you know, walking towards us, like uh, headed in the opposite direction, and then just like, and he's he's walking like he's walking a little slow, maybe waddling mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know, otherwise pretty normal, staggering, yeah. I guess is the right word. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think anything of it yeah. when we were walking towards, and him. then just like pukes, like just right in front right of right in front of him. Yeah. yeah, and it's like. That, you know, like at the beginning of like a zombie movie or like Bird Box or something like mm-hmm. a Quiet Place, any of those where it's like they don't know that crazy shit's going down, but crazy shit's going down. It's yeah. like, you know, Sandra Bullock is like driving down the street and then she's like, oh, my God, what's going on? That guy was acting crazy. That can't mean anything. You know, <laughs> that in that moment, that's what that was to me. Yeah. I was just like, that guy threw up out of fucking nowhere. And pretty soon someone's going to get mauled in the street by a crazy guy. And we're in a zombie movie. I don't want to be in a zombie movie. That's Absolutely. Not, I, I talked. I said this many times on this podcast. If I die, 
I mean, I'm going to die, but like, you know, if <laughs> no, I die, we don't know that we haven't died well, yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, science is crazy, but yeah, anything but can happen. If I die at, you know, before age like 90, I want it to be in a cool way. I mm-hmm. want it to be in like a, 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 a katana duel with a cool assassin guy. Mm-hmm. I want it to be at the hands of, I don't know, like something. I want something cool. I want to die in a volcano or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, zombies aren't cool anymore. If it was 20, 2019, yeah. sure. Yeah, zombies. Why not? Not 2019. 2009. If it was 2009, yeah, sure, zombies. Whatever. 2021? Hell no. It's not good enough anymore. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've been kind of a, a holdout for the most part. Like, I hate the Walking Dead show. And oh, that kind of moved me away from that shit. But... Um, I've loved zombies for fucking ages. Sure. And like it's a cool when I, concept. I, I I would um frequently in high school zone out for entire class periods thinking about because I, I so I read the zombie survival guide and I, World War Z. I and read America. those too. I loved them. Yeah. They're both great. They're both a great time. I've never read any bit of fucking survivalist uh literature anywhere else. No. But I loved both those books, and I would think about it constantly. Like, okay, if the zombies showed up right now, I would go out this window, and I would do this thing. And, like, to this day, my entire, like, plan should zombies show up is, like, okay, go back to my hometown, you know, go back to this rural area where there's guns, there's farming, there's all this shit, and restart society. And and it's funny. For a long time, I never put my finger on it, but, like, I, I noticed now that I'm a little older that like when you think about like the slow zombie sort of problem and all that, it's a threat. It's obviously an issue, but like it's, it's also like a chance to kind of get away from like all the issues in society. Oh yeah. You know, there's all these wars, there's all these problems, there's all these, you know, the government's doing shitty things and fucking the cost of living's going up. The wages are staying the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And And it's like slow zombies are like your chance to just like, Get back to just fucking simple shit. Yeah. You know? Now, that said, if anything bigger of a threat goes down, just fucking kill me. Oh, sure. Like, I fully accepted that I'm not going to survive in the 28 days. Like, if those zombies can run, it's just like, all right, oh. just fucking just fucking bite me. I'm fucking, I'm not going to try to get through this where it's like, let me save my, my family and everything and watch them slowly die. Nah, just let's go. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not built for for any of that shit. I could, I hate camping. Like Running I'm done zombies? for. Yeah, no, no fucking way. Or like, uh, you know, Left for Dead or Back for Blood or mm-hmm. something like that, where mm-hmm. it's like. Not only running zombies, but zombies with superpowers, like zombies yeah. that can jump 50 feet horizontally or zombies that can like shoot out a crazy tongue thing or super Hulk zombies. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I'm not well, living through that. My only my only caveat would be if the same safe rooms existed and it's you, me and our girlfriends and we're just running through on easy mode. I'll take it where we take barely any damage from a zombie oh, slap sure. or whatever. If we get, if we get yeah. isekai'd into a zombie video game on easy sure, mode, on, on easy mode. mode, I'm not fucking playing left for dead two on expert mode. That shit kicks <laughs> the fucking shit out of me, man. Yeah. Okay. No, if it's a, if it's an isekai spy kids three ass, like, you know, zombie video game type deal. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. no, I yeah, will swan I, dive into the pack of zombies. Just get it over with. I need my my apocalypse to be fucking easy, and if it's not fucking easy, then I'm I'm done. I'm good. Whatever. What's the what's the you know? Okay, thinking like movie tropes, you know, apocalypse scenarios. You got pandemics. You got uh, you know crazy natural disasters, robots, whatever. Yeah. What's the apocalypse scenario you think you have the best shot in? Oh, best shot in. Um. 
off the top of my head, I feel like something where like, um, okay, and this is this is real fucking niche, but like, like where an AI takes over and they put everybody through these like video game scenarios. Like, okay. The more video game related the problem I have to deal with is, the better my survival chances. I like it. I like it. Um, the more like okay, you, we need you to camp and like. The shit they put the Marines through, right? Where it's like, you're going to sit out in this forest and you're going to deal with it for like three days with no food or whatever. Like, nah, just fucking kill me. Like, I I don't... I've fasted for a day before and I've gotten real cranky about it. Like, I'm I'm good. Fasting sucks ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's me. What about you? Uh, I'm on a similar boat. I feel like if there was like a... There's a robot uprising, and this is just entirely, like, me being full of hot air. Like, I know, logically, I'm still fucked in a robot uprising. Yeah. But, like, the part of me that, you know, thinks things that go to my mouth, that part of me is like, I'll fucking... Look, if those Boston Dynamics, like, you know, the dogs, like, those little four-legged things, like, I will beat the shit out of a hundred of those. Oh, yeah. I will get myself a baseball bat and with a and I'll put a magnet on the end of it and I will just like smack the shit out of any one of those. That fucking running guy with the ho- they they like poke him with a hockey stick and he like stumbles back a little bit. I yeah. will take one of those down Brazilian jiu-jitsu style. I do not give a shit. Fuck that guy. I mean, I'm 100% behind all I mean, I don't want to say all the dance. politics of the people who believe it, but like the people who are like like we should be able to shoot down drones like 100%. Take him oh, yeah. down. And, like, when the, the New York police rolled out, like, one of those Boston Dynamic dogs, like, a couple of years ago. Oh, during yeah. Like, during, like, the George Floyd protests and all that. It's like, this is what this is where the money's going, huh? You need one of these fucking dogs? Like, it, it is your civic duty to destroy all machines that work for the police. There's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, attack any robot on site. But I yeah. think you're, like, because the thing is, like, you know, what if, like. Uh, Am- Roombas are fine. You don't need to fucking kill Roombas. A Roomba's, uh, yeah, but like a Roomba is a Roomba is a Roomba a robot or is it just like a vacuum that can get around a room? You know I, what I mean? I mean, if if Roomba counts as a robot, you're probably all right with robots. Now, if if a Roomba gets a gun and starts telling you uh, like how you need to live your life oh, and all that, and like starts giving you fucking, um, I don't know, just like holds you up for like no reason. All right, that sucks. Kill sure. that. You yeah. know, take out that Roomba, but. If it's just cleaning your floors, Roombas are fine. Yeah, you know? I would say if, attack. If you, a, if you get a little fucking robot dog from like Sony or whatever, and it just like oh, responds yeah, to certain things, I got a robot dinosaur. I love. You sure, know? he's he's my son to me. Yeah, I guess if it if it has a Boston ab- Dynamic dog, fuck it. If it has the ability to do like more than one thing, you know what I mean? Like those dogs are like they exist to just like be little pets, and like yeah. a Roomba exists to just vacuum. But like a Boston Dynamic dog, or like you know one of those guys that walks around and dances and does parkour or whatever, mm-hmm. like. See one of those on the street, you attack it with yeah. with great with great prejudice. Yeah, you, like I, you kill that thing. Yeah. And that's only right. Like fuck Bicentennial Man, fuck all those fuck the Animatrix, fuck all the other if, movies about robots getting human rights. I will kill a robot the second I see it. If a robot can kill you, I, I let's let's just not deal with that. That's right. You know? If a robot's got hands that can choke you to death. Well, that means it can pin you to the fucking ground. And that's going to be our, like, you know, we're going to be, you know, 70 years old and our, you know, I I don't plan on having kids. I don't know. But like, you know, the next generation is going to be like, you guys are on the wrong side of history. And I'm like, no, no, fuck robots. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I can I can get behind that. That is like, exactly where I draw the line. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot more people these days, like our age and all that, are like more okay with robots, more okay with surveillance and shit like that. Like, especially fucking Americans. Sure. And it's like, we, we sh- shouldn't be, you know? We shouldn't be willing to like, no, I'm okay with face scanning and shit like that because yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's like, you're not doing anything wrong right now. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying everybody's going to become a criminal, but like, let's say, you know, uh, you get an abortion or something and you live in Texas, you know, you get it out of state, so you're good, but you come back, oh boy, that facial recognition is going to get you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just shit like that, man. Yeah. Um, We went into the fucking weeds on this one. Well, no, I think this has a lot to do with... um, Hanasaku Iroha. I think so. You know, when you talk about fucking robots killing everybody. (laughs) I'm trying to remember the game that I just brought up. Oh, it was it was Etrian Odyssey. That's how we got onto this whole this whole situation. Honestly, when I when I edit this episode, that's when I'm gonna know how we got there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I never. Let me just you know 180 real quick. Uh, What have you been playing? What have you been watching? What have I been playing? Um, get us out of the robot apocalypse. Let me get us out of the robot apocalypse. I'm playing this game, so there's all these robots and they're trying to kill everybody. So you got to fight all these. No, oh, Terminator Two for the sake of Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, what have I been playing? No, it's it's been a fucking. uh, I had a bunch of family shit come up a couple weeks ago. Quite so. So like the last few weeks have felt like a a blur. I'm like, what have I fucking been playing? And it's like. I've been playing a lot of Total War, and like if you listen to this podcast before, that's nothing new. Not but quite, yeah, Total War's been fine. I've been playing um, with a friend of mine, and it's been it's been wonderful. I've been having a great time with him. But the, you know, the big thing that I wanted to bring up on this podcast, I mm. completely forgot about. Sack anime happened. Last that's weekend. right. It totally did. <laughs> yeah. So um, Sacramento, more regional shit. Uh, we have a convention here. And it hasn't happened at the convention center in fucking ages. And it happened last weekend. And it man, it was it was a good time, it was a bad time, and it was an uncomfortable time. I don't I, know. I've heard very little of your sack anime. Because I didn't go. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard very little of the sack anime exploits. I've seen you guys afterwards, you know. Yeah. And we I, live together. I've been loving the, the the afterwards experience for the most part, where it's you know, hanging out with friends and all that. But uh, the SAC anime as a convention this year was all... I mean, there was barely anything at the convention. Yeah, which, yeah. okay, it's COVID. We, you know, you maybe don't want to do fan panels and have people in small rooms and stuff like that. But I mean, basically, at the convention center, there was um, an, ex, uh, an exhibitor hall. Okay. So a place to buy and sell stuff. Or no, to buy stuff if you're an attendee. Yeah, right. Um, and then there were two panel halls that you know they had some they had a bunch of voice actors if you're into my hero academia um the guy who voices goku was there and shit they had a few other academia yeah yeah Yeah. goku you know he's the main character yeah yeah, yeah. um (laughs) so there wasn't a lot going on and i don't know it's it's one of those like i i had a good time right like it was it, it felt really wonderful to like walk by booths and things and hear like Lincoln Park just blaring and like all right <laughs> I'm home like all these cosplayers and everything never change. Yeah. yeah yeah and I'm you know I'm vaccinated and everything so I'm not stressing too much about being near people and all that 
but it was a little weird. I know my girlfriend was like, I don't feel super comfortable in this exhibitor hall because yeah. you're like shoulder to shoulder with people in yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. areas, you know? Like, was the last time you were fucking shoulder to shoulder with like a hundred people, you know? I can't even remember. Like, I didn't even go out into many of those situations before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a lot to fucking take in and for not a huge amount of reward. I had a great time, like... I don't want to say I'd do it again because if winter sack anime is the same shit, I'm not going. Sure. But yeah. but it was wild. Like I mean they had like a bazillion people there. You know? I I saw I uh I didn't go to sack anime, but I did go out drinking the night before and uh ended up in a situation where I couldn't drive home, so I had to take one of those stupid uh I was with uh with Anthony and Jareth when mm. we came back. Yeah, so like you know, we took those stupid, the electric scooters that are everywhere now because capitalism is uh, going to kill us all. And wonderful because you get scooters. They are so great. It's, no it's no problems with capitalism. It's a wonderful time. But also, like, you know, those ar- arriving in town was just like bad news. And now <laughs> I've just I've become complacent. But yeah, <clears throat> so I took one of those scooters home, you know, from the bar and then had to go get my car the next day. It's cross town. So got on another one of those scooters headed down, you know, the street <laughs> all the way down. So I, I went past the convention center around like 10, 11 a.m. And it was a line out the like uh, out the door around the corner, two blocks down. Like there mm. were so many people That's and it insane. wasn't just like a single file line. Right. It's like a whole gaggle of people. Like all the way down two blocks and then across the street and then down another block, like just this crazy fucking amount of people. Yeah. Um, and they very few masks. I saw, I remember seeing one guy who had a Borderlands psycho mask on his head, like up here, like a, like an Anbu Black Ops agent mm-hmm. for the Naruto heads out there. Um, and he had a, like a face mask over his like nose and mouth, but like most everybody else, no masks. Well, I, I will say for the convention itself, uh, everybody inside was wearing masks. That was the the one requirement that they seemed to enforce. Okay. Like, security seemed a bit stronger this year. Did you I'm, see people, like, wandering around with no masks? Like, not, no. Okay. okay. Not, not All right. right. That's good. May, maybe outside of the convention center, yeah. because outside it's, you know, it's it's... The Wild West. Yeah, like whatever. outside I, seemed like a free-for-all, for sure. Yeah, and I don't wear a mask outside for the most part, too. Yeah, if I'm, um, like, near a bunch of people, sure. But, like, you know, if I'm yeah. just, like, walking down the street, yeah, I don't wear a mask either. Yeah, and um, and that's, you know, and that's me, or whatever. And uh, But, yeah, so uh, there might have been a decent amount of people outside not wearing masks, but indoors, everybody's masked up. That's good. That's yeah. good. That is good so to hear, for sure. That, that was good. Now, how effective are masks when you're you know shoulder and shoulder with a shit ton of people probably not yeah but i don't know i'm i'm i had a good time but it's it's one of those things where it's like i i can appreciate that you're trying to keep things a little bit safer you're doing less panels and all that shit but like that means there's less at the convention and if you're doing it to be safe maybe you shouldn't have done the convention in the first place yeah but i don't know i had a good time I don't regret going by any means, um, and I feel fine post, you know, it's been uh, two or three days post, uh, post-convention. post I feel completely fine. Yeah. I got, I got vaccinated like a smart boy, so I don't know, but it's, it's, it's just interesting. But it's funny because it's like, with this convention, there's nothing to fucking do, you know? If you're not buying shit, you're, there's barely a reason to be there, Yeah, you know? 
I don't know. It was frustrating to me a little bit. That's, I mean, like, a lot of conventions that I've been to have kind of just been, like, you get to go to a place where, like, everybody in the building is into the shit you're into. Yeah. You know? Um, and I guess that's a different sort of appeal when you're 30 as opposed to, like, you know, 17, 18. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I can't really imagine, like, a panel now, you know, or, uh, uh, excuse me, a convention now where it's, like, there's just nothing... To do though, I am curious. You mentioned there was a J-pop versus K-pop battle on Saturday. What what was that like? So that was great. That was the highlight of the whole convention. Okay, and that was basically it. wasn't J-pop, J-pop, J-pop versus K-pop, um, like as a thing. It was basically just dance battles. On oh, okay. Stage. So they did they did a solo version where they had uh, a bunch of just individuals dancing and then they did teams and the teams were fucking wild huh i missed a little bit of it popped out for a couple drinks and during the middle of it sure. but um it was yeah it was that was the highlight because i i personally i don't i don't like qa panels and voice actor panels right. during conventions um i it's a lot of people being like um well, who do you think would win in a fight? Would it be Darth Vader or would it be Goku? It's like, I don't give a shit about right. that. You know, like, but I like fan panels a lot because usually, like, it's people with a PowerPoint trying to express some really weird fucking niche idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that shit. And so to not have any fan panels at Sack Anime was a bit of a bummer. That sounds rough. Winter Sack Anime is around the corner. I might get together, you know, with you and other friends. And I want to go to the next one, if possible. Yeah, sure. well, here's my thing. Like, if, if Winter Sack Anime has more shit... At, like, they didn't have... At Sack Anime, they didn't have any, um, like... They, like, usually there's, like, a there's, there's two rooms that I have a good time in. And it's where people play competitive card games, like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic, all that shit. Yeah. Or there's a board game room where you can play board games for you know that they have a bunch of board games that are volunteered in and yeah. all that both of those are a great time neither of those were there i so, said the video game room probably wasn't no video either. game room either yeah shame so with neither of those plus no cosplay wrestling federation slash whatever the sacramento wrestling federation like i that's that's the standout panel to me oh, every yeah. year yeah, it's like the four wrestling? hours of wrestling totally i love that shit yeah that not being at Sack Anime, like, come Winter Sack Anime, if it's just two panel rooms and a fucking exhibitor hall, I'll probably wait till the next year. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe we go, like, a day instead of yeah. the weekend if we're feeling like it. Yeah, I'd go I'd go on a Saturday. Like, yeah. fr- Friday Friday and Sunday were nice, they were good add-ons, and Saturday, Saturday was the best day. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, as, as it should be, I guess, but... Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in going to the next one, but it is it is a real shame to see, like, not... It, it's a shame to see, like, it's still going on, like, them trying to force this still going on when there's, like, not much you can do to make it a fun convention. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because to, to me it should be, like, if you, can't, if you can't do enough fun stuff at the convention, don't host a convention. Yeah. You know? So either you need to go all in on just fucking having people there... Or vice versa. And yeah. if it's too dangerous to have people there, don't fucking host a convention. That's, I yeah. I don't know their fucking finances, if they can hold together or whatever, but if they can't hold together, I don't know. It's not worth anybody dying. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if one person, like, you know, has, like, any COVID complications from this, I think it's, like, you know, that that alone makes it not worth it. You yeah. Know? Like, if somebody, like, dies, or even, like, you know, there's people who, like, 
end up getting COVID and they, they like never like it, it would seem that they're never going to like smell or taste something again yeah. or like, or they're like, their brains are just constantly addled, you know, like if, yeah. if somebody has to live with that for the rest of the rest of their life, sack anime wasn't worth it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And yeah. I, and there were, there were like a few irresponsible people with stuff like that. Like, there were there were like I've seen people. irresponsible people. I've seen people get into sword fights in the parking lot. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy but, went to the hospital. I, you know. I, I mean, I mean, I, this is fucking basic shit. But like, <laughs> uh, I remember going up the escalator and there was like some kid who was like trying to high five everybody. Oh, yeah. They were going up. And it's like the fuck you doing? Like this is a fucking like we're already making an irresponsible choice. Like high fiving you is is maybe harmless, but yeah. I don't fucking know you. Like I'm not I'm not trying to touch anybody at this yeah. convention. And not, especially during this pandemic. I'll I'll do the fucking free hugs. I'll do the fucking free high fives. Whatever. When this shit is an issue. Oh, but sure. No, until we're at like 90% vaccinated, which apparently America's never going to reach. Never. I'm not high-fiving a child at a fucking convention. I mean, that's my standard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, this is this is a dumb thing to get on a soapbox about. But like, look. If you extend a high five to me, I'm slapping that shit. You gotta you put out yeah. for a, a fist bump. I'm punching that shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Don't put me in a situation where you got a high, where I gotta leave you hanging on a high five. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. not the kind of guy I am. Hey, I'm with you 100. percent Yeah. Anytime I've been, I've been left hanging, and it sucks. No, but I don't. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Absolutely. Okay? I, you got it. You put up a dap. I'm a dap you up. That's how it works. Yeah, right? yeah. That's just that's just respect for it's, your fellow man. Exactly. You know? Not even a respect for the individual. Just for for the concept of humanity as yeah, a whole. Yeah, yeah. We all live in a society, and we need to high five each other. We sure fucking do live in a society. Let me tell you, brother. <laughs> but all that's all that's to say. I don't know. I just people were good this this weekend. I don't like. I, I could see people being upset about sack anime doing a convention and. Fuck, maybe they shouldn't have. Yeah. But I, I had a good time. But I don't know. I, I got mixed. I, I, I don't like go. I've never been to a convention and had mixed feelings about whether I should have gone or not. Yeah. You know? no, I, don't, yeah. I don't like that. Even even the like the most kind of like bunk ass conventions. Like I at no, at no point was I ever like I shouldn't have come to this. Like it's always a great time. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So yeah, like that's it sucks that the that, you know, that that we're living through a pandemic to have to have these yeah. conversations to begin with. But it sucks that that's, you know, kind of cast a shadow over the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a question though. Yeah, sure. When I was when I was scootering past the sca- the sack anime line, I saw but one Makima cosplay. Did you see a lot of Makima cosplays? I didn't see a lot of Makima cosplays. Really? I saw one or two Chainsaw Man cosplays. Oh. Um, and I don't know if it was... the So, Friday I saw uh, a Chainsaw Man. Like, he had, like, the blades going through his hands and shit like that. Or cool. through his arms and all that. <laughs> and he was dressed as a maid. And then the next day, on Saturday, I saw a regular Chainsaw Man. Dope. I couldn't tell if they were the same person or not. But, you know... That was that was, that was pretty sick. So, yeah, that and cool. it was. I mean, it was a primo fucking A plus Chainsaw Man cosplay. Okay, like about as good as it gets. So. I was I was really expecting like I had the thought like weeks in advance like this is going to be the year of the Makima cosplay because it's like yeah one stupid easy you got you got the wig <laughs> you got the wig you got a shirt and black pants and a tie you're set yeah. right. 
And two, like, I don't know. I can't remember the last anime character I saw that got the whole internet that horny. Like, yeah, there are a lot of people that love Makima. No, it was it was mostly I mean, it was mostly my hero. Um, yeah, it was honestly like I most of the standout cosplays that I think of were my hero. Crazy. Like that was the big one. I I thought my I, hero was on the on the decline. I thought people weren't fucking with it like they used to. I mean, that's what I think that's what we hear from our friends who are like either friends of the uh, like friends fans of the manga or have been watching the show who yeah. we're all getting fucking older like we don't have as much time for the bullshit that no it's true that it's absolutely I, true i think my hero has become the new naruto without people fucking realizing it necessarily yeah, like that seems I, that sounds right from what i've heard from you about like how the naruto manga is really well paced and ha- and from friends who have read the my hero manga and are watching the show and they're like this is horribly paced i'm like okay we're dealing with the same thing here like i tim has told me several times like don't watch the show read the manga it's got way better pace than the current show does that's crazy because i felt as though the my hero anime like compared to like you know say naruto bleach one piece any of those had excellent pacing i agree it didn't spend 12 episodes on a single fight ever and i'm i'm gonna maybe i'm talking for tim a little bit here but like I, and I haven't seen the last few seasons. Sure. I'm a, little, I'm, I'm a bit behind. But he was telling me, like, um, there are there's, like, a tournament, like, another tournament that happens. And he's Dope. like, this, this should have been, like, two or three episodes tops. And it was, like, eight for one fight, six for another. Ah, you know? Like, that that kind of shit. I'm, I'm giving the wrong numbers from what he would say. Sure, but sure. That kind of shit. Still you know? too much. Like if too it, much. It's got to be a real knockdown, drag out fight for a for a fight to warrant more than one episode. Is yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it's yeah. It's got to be fucking. I mean, you shouldn't have a fight that's multiple episodes unless you're gonna hit. Yu Yu Hakusho is your baseline. Yeah. You know, like the dark tournament is what everybody should be aiming for. If you're not hitting dark tournament levels, you got to rethink what you're doing. Yeah. If you're not hitting dark tournament levels, what's the fucking point? The Dark yeah. Tournament is a blueprint for all other anime tournaments. I feel absolutely. I yeah. I think I think they he. It's nothing too crazy. It's nothing too complicated. And if you're not hitting that level, you're really kind of fucking up. Totally. Yeah. You know, it was right there for you. I have to pee. I have so bad. So bad. Okay. But before we pee, speaking of tournament arcs, let's finally fucking talk about this anime. Hey, yeah, the most anime shonen thing we've ever, or the most tournament arc thing we've ever watched. We only talk about tournament arcs in shonen, and I love that. And let's talk about this big tournament shonen uh, show. Best the the battle school show. It's what what the name uh, battle school dropouts comes from. There we go. The slice of life anime Hanasaku Iroha. All right, I I really got to fucking. We're about to talk about... Um, you got it. You can do it. Hanasaku Iroha. There you go. I always want to confuse the two words there. And you know what? For this one, I'm opening a slightly better beer. Breaking out the fancy shit. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to stay on the PBR train, as God intended. Oh, me too. We're just, you know... We got a lot of beer to get through, and I think we got a lot to talk about with this anime. Quite so. Um, I'm glad you took notes. I took very few. I took a lot of notes. You Good. know, this this show. Um, okay, so 
Basic breakdown for anybody who's never seen it. What's this show about, Bakri? Uh, so Hanasaku Iroha is about a girl named, I believe her name is Ohana Matsumai. Um, she is from the big city, uh, I assume Tokyo. Um, it was Tokyo, yeah, yeah. I believe. Uh, she and her mom live in this normal life. She's got this uh, her best friend Ko, all normal shit. Uh, Ko is a guy, for the record. Um, one day, she comes home, finds her mom, uh, has packed up all her things, and she and her ain't shit boyfriend uh, are are <laughs> running off in the middle of the night because the boyfriend has got some serious debt, and uh, they just they can't stick around for the IRS or whatever the Japanese equivalent is uh, to catch up. So they take off. Meanwhile, Ohana is sent to her grandmother's place. Um, oh, God. Kisuise? Kisuise? Kisui something? Yeah, I don't have it. So sure. that's on you. Sure. I don't. Her her grandmother runs a hot spring, uh hot spring inn or something like that. Uh mm. and basically she is sent there and she has to work because her grandmother disowned Ohana's mother, uh and and thus doesn't really care much for uh the girl that is now in her charge. So she's yeah. like, Yeah, hey, you're just a regular employee, you gotta work. Uh, and if you get fired, you got to fucking leave. So yep. that's that's how it is. And so this uh, this city slicker, this, you know, this uh, <laughs> ordinary city girl has to learn how to how to get by in a rural um, rural hospitality business uh, yeah. out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. 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 And so so I would I, I would say it's a pretty like slice of life show. Totally. I don't know if it falls into like the, the shoujo genre or not. I don't know how that shit technically works. I don't know exactly either. Sign in. Like, slice of life feels like its own kind of thing. Like for one, it's like yeah. all the characters or all the important characters I would say are all like age sixteen, which makes me think it's not really a Seinen or or uh what's the I can't remember that Jose? Is it Jose? I think it's Jose, the the female equivalent of Seinen. Um, yeah, yeah, because you have you have shoujo is like shows aimed towards like younger boys yeah. and whatnot, and then what's the the like the adult male audience? Uh, that's Seinen. That's Seinen. Okay, yeah. I got I got that. So there's shonen is boys, Seinen is like you know younger adults, uh, and then there's shoujo, and I think it's I think it's Jose. Okay, that that sounds. Right. I could be wrong. That's what, that's that. right. I, instead of saying it, I meant to say Joe say. It, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or I whatever could, that. Equipment I could be was. fucking that up if somebody gets on Wikipedia and finds out I'm wrong. Uh, go ahead and leave <laughs> the following comment on the YouTube. Uh, Give it for him. Say hey guys, loving the podcast. XO and then sign your name. Um, yeah. That's. And, I think that's close to the instructions I gave on episode thirteen. Yeah, and that's and that's how we'll know if you if you leave that we got something wrong. Well, and we will comb through with painstaking detail with our fine tooth yeah. comb and find out where we fucked up and we'll fix it. Yeah. No. I mean, we we, we might not fix it. We'll fix but it. Bakri will fix it. Extreme, apparently, the two of us plurality will fix it. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, Fuck. So that's the. I mean, I, I ain't doing. I ain't doing shit. I'm. I, listen, I'm wrong ninety percent. I've been listening back to our old podcast. I'm wrong so fucking often. That's fine. We'll fix it. God damn. No, we fucking. Won't. That's right. I'm. I'm just. I'm just in it to fucking die. I don't know. <laughs> um. So let me ask you this, because I I got feelings about this shit. Yeah. Hit me. Um. So this is kind of a slice of life show. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about slice of life anime? I like slice of life anime in general, and I, and I mentioned to you earlier that that PA Works uh, is the oh, for one, it's the studio that animated this. But 
I, I, I very much consider them, and I think a lot of other anime fans consider them as like this this studio that does like great visuals, particularly great set design, great you know like color selection, great all of that stuff. Just real slow pacing. Like it is mm. not you know this hero's journey type thing. It's not like you know big big changes every episode and big fights or whatever. It's like. It's kind of simpler, more down-to-earth stories about, like, ordinary people or at least people in more or less ordinary situations having to figure shit out. And I like that for what it is. And I think PA Works does a good job on this one. Um, so this is all a roundabout way to say it depends on how I feel about <laughs> There's certain slice of life anime that I love, that, like, I hold very close to my heart, that I really, really care about, and I think that I have, like, you know for uh, however slightly like changed my opinion on like art and animation and everything as a person. And there's others that I just couldn't give a shit about. And this yeah. is more on the former than the latter. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, my thing with, with slice of life anime is usually I get what they're going for or I, I like it, but I have a hard time watching more than a few episodes and mm. they never really, hook me it's and a hard not, thing to binge for sure and and just to to leave this out there for everybody i don't i'm not gonna say whether this one hooked me or not at this point but that's usually how slice of life shows leave me yeah that's fair like i love uh i love watching nichijou i think nichijou is a good time awesome yeah have i watched the series all the way through no like i i've seen a few episodes I and i've seen either. a bunch of clips but i've never you know i've never watched the whole thing through despite enjoying it a lot you know comedy stuff it's hard for me to binge too i think like yeah. the fact that there isn't that strong of a through line um like there's when i finish an episode of say nichi joe or lucky star or uh azumanga Daio or any of those like there's no big pull to watch the next episode mm. you know what i mean it's like that was fun i laughed and i could go do something else if i wanted there's no like you know the next episode is ready for me whenever i decide to come back to it you yeah know? Well, but I think the same is true of, like, Slice of Life to a certain extent. It's like, the next episode is kind of ready for you the next time. It's like, there's not usually strong, like, cliffhangers where it's like, oh my god, is the world going to be okay after all this? It's like, you have to be very invested in the characters to really care about that Slice of Life. I know. I think that there's, like, you know, it's certainly, obviously, we're certainly capable of caring about things more than, like, you know, the the fate of the world or, like, Goku getting stronger or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, in The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, even though, even though the episodes were shown out of chronological order, right? Like, I was so curious to see, like, where things would go, like, that I would, you know, I had to watch that all in one sitting. Or, yeah. like, uh, even K-Own, where it's, like, it's just about four and then five girls start a band. Like, it, it was a really satisfying thing to see Yui go from having zero guitar knowledge to being able to play these really complex songs, like, by herself. Like, that sort of thing. Or, like... There's a bunch of different options I could say, but like no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's something. Yeah, I'm not to... saying save the world is the only plot totally, line. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. there's there's something to be gained. Like there is a story there, um, but I think with Hanasaku Irohai, it's so like it's so kind of monster of the week, minute by minute, just like you know. Well, today we find out about this character and what they've got going on. You yeah, know? that that it is. Even now, having watched and enjoyed those six episodes, I'm I'm kind of struggling to say like, oh, I I can't wait to turn on that seventh one. You know? <laughs> oh, spoilers! Oh, spoilers! Yeah. Shit! 
All right, so let's let's get into it then. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of said what we generally feel about at least shows similar to this. Um, so episode one, you kind of covered like you, we deal with um, Ohana and her dysfunctional mom, and how Ohana has to go move in with her grandma who owns this uh, hot spring and all that shit, um, and meets all the the different kind of characters and whatnot there. Yep. Uh, what did you think of the first episode? I liked the first episode a lot. I liked I liked the you know how good of a job it did setting up not only Ohana, not only her mother and like where she came from, but also like the whole you know hotel resort whatever the fuck it is um, situation. There you got uh, Minko who like you know upon first meeting her tells her to die. Mm-hmm. All this stuff like you get a really good idea from that first episode what's going on and why we should care about what's happening on the screen. Yeah. And I think every character is really well defined in like a very like kind of simple way. You know, you have, uh, I think her name's Nako. Yes. And, um, she's very, she's very shy and that comes across. Um, yeah, you have, um, just all like the two chefs. Like there's the older chef who's very silent. There's the other chef who's like trying to correct. Um, oh, what what's her name? Minko. Minko. She's trying to correct Minko like twenty four seven and all that stuff. It's really, so you really playing into her, yeah. Yeah. So you really see the dynamic of all the different people there, and I, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I mean, I think you're kind of supposed to, but God, I hate capitalist grandma <laughs> i hate her care like i don't hate her character like I, she serves her point in the show and everything but like she's such a fucking mean person you know she, she really i mean she's really mean in the first couple of episodes but like and 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 while like i don't mean to justify or condemn a lot of this stuff that happens uh over the course of this whole series but like you know like when she slaps the shit out of her employees for yeah. like fucking up big time, like, mm-hmm. look, I'm not about to say it's okay for an employer to put hands on an employee. It's like, absolutely fucked up. Absolutely, yeah. but like you know, it's kind of one of those things. Like within the context of the show, I'm like, all right, that's just how it is. All right, well, I can deal. <laughs> it's funny to me that she's so like the customer is always right. And that's seen as like an admirable thing. Yeah. And we see in like the the third episode and whatnot. Um like she's like, No, you need to believe the customer. You need to do whatever the customer says and all that. And it's like, that's a fucking foolish thing to believe, you know? Like like if somebody's fucking, you know, just ripping you off a hundred percent, you don't just go like, Well, I'm supposed to just let yeah. them rip me off. It's like if if you're fucking capitalist grandma, like stop, dude. If you're, <laughs> if you, like if you're grandma, you're supposed to also be nice to your granddaughter, you yeah. know. Like don't don't come at me with just like. But the customers get the special rules according to society. Yeah, like, I don't know. I I don't hate her character. I think she serves her her purpose in the show, but. I think she. I also hate her character. I hate. <laughs> I hate capitalist grandma. I think she's she's learned to exist a certain way. Like this is how she's run the resort, like for as as long as we know, and like this is how she's learned to deal with those things. She has strong convictions about those things, and she sticks with them. And like, yeah. it's not as though I think it's, you're it's right. unrealistic. You know, like yeah. when I was working, I worked at Starbucks for a few years. Um, and like one of the first things I learned on the job was like when it comes to customers, assume positive intent. When yeah. somebody comes up is like, 
this drink made my tummy hurt and they finished like three quarters of it and like obviously they're just looking for something free it's like you just go like yeah sure all right here's a free one like you know who cares? right you know starbucks makes so much fucking money it does not matter <laughs> and obviously that doesn't necessarily go for kisui say or whatever the fuck it's called but like I, I understand where she's coming from in the sense of like, you know, I wouldn't condemn her character over it. But like, yeah, yeah. she is she is like a real dick to uh, to Ohana uh, towards the beginning. For I, sure. I, I think that's what makes it so kind of heartbreaking with Ohana, too, is that she's such a positive and fun character. Yeah. And like she says on the train over to the place, like, all I want is an elderly lady to give me candy. <laughs> and then her grandma shows up and is like, you're going to work. Yeah. Like this hundred percent. Like I don't I don't give a shit about you. Like if you fuck up, like I'm gonna dock your pay. Yeah. Like I'm not here to hug you. I'm not here to do anything like that. You're and just here to work. Out here. You know, she's you know she's ready to work. And I did really like a lot of uh like say with Ohana and her best friend Ko, who is who's a guy. Yeah. Um, like there's there's like obviously this romantic tie we see it as the audience from like the moment we stay, see them interact but then yeah. like when she announces that she's leaving to go to this rural area he confesses that he loves her and she doesn't really get it and that's yeah. that's like a, a consistent character flaw with her she doesn't like they say it many times like you are unable to read the room like you do not understand what's going on you're inconsiderate blah 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 mm-hmm. so when he tells her this she's just like what what the fuck are you, we're just buds like what are you what are you talking about and then like he runs off and like it both like it really sets up her character as somebody who like you know isn't quite in tune with like the people around her and also sets up the story as in like when you first see this you see her and her best friend and for a moment you might think this is about the romance between these two that's not what yeah. it is this is about personal growth this is about them learning to become the the people that they're going to go through life as and you know i thought that was really cool i thought that was really a really no, cool way to do that i agree I, I i that's actually a really good point is that like it, it like and not that Ko is an insignificant character in the first six episodes, but that like he, yeah, he's not there. He's not at the spa or yeah. anything like that. And he, he is just kind of a part of Ohana's growth rather than like the, the intent or the whole purpose. And yeah. that, I no, you're dead on. I yeah. think that's actually, I really like that. Cause there's people um, like that in like, you know, I'm sure there's people like that in both of our lives. You like, maybe not even in necessarily like in a romantic capacity, but like, Say you fucked up at some point and you like you let a friend down or something like that, then you know at some point you might probably like probably think like they're probably still pissed at you, but like you know you've learned from that and you've moved on. Like there are people like in our lives that like we don't necessarily like make it to the end zone with in whatever regard, but like you know we learn from and they are a big vital part of our growth. And like Co is established like that immediately, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, especially with with the 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 stuff that he does in the future episodes, so to speak. Yeah. Or the effect that he has on Ohana in the future episodes. Yeah. Um, one thing I really liked about this episode, from a visual standpoint, mm. is uh, so a the animation is just a plus, like Gorgeous. just absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, and what one thing I really like in the way that like the shots are all put together and whatnot in this first episode is that when she's in Tokyo and when she's with her mom everything moves really slowly the, sh- the cuts are short oh. or no, the cuts aren't short but the, cu- the cuts are long like you you watch things for a while yeah you know and when she gets to her grandma's spa like things start escalating a lot more quickly like she's spending a lot more time with each individual character yeah. not just as a way to introduce them but like as a way to me to as to show that she's 
out of her element. Like, yeah. Things are moving way faster than she's ready for. It's not you just know? her ordinary day-to-day. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I didn't, I didn't realize that, but you're totally right. Like, the the beginning of, like, the, the first half of episode one is just so slow. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like once things start happening, like, everything's all brand new. And, like, you know, I'm sure that anyone in that situation would start, like, seeing every little individual thing as, like, you know, this brand new thing as opposed to, like, every day being more or less the same. So, I to- yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. I really like that little bit of, uh, you know, attention to detail with the yeah. editing and stuff like that. That's really cool. Because I, I think it's a good way to bring the audience in on the same experience that Ohana's going through. It's like, yeah. like, the cuts are frantic and a lot more chaotic. And it's like, oh, my God, what's going on in this show? It's like, well, that's what's going on in her headspace. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, who are all these people? How yeah. do I deal with all this shit? Totally. You know? um, so, I, I would say, I mean, just a in case we don't touch on it later, like this show from like a visual perspective, like a plus. Like, yeah. So good. PA, PA works does some, does some fantastic stuff. They're not always on, but when they are, they are, they are fucking on. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Stuff from them. It's yeah. One I of the better ones for sure. Yeah. I, I would say we never really had any moments where we complained about like, that looks stupid or this is dumb or just the this cars. doesn't flow well, we right. Do that with like every, it, this is our boomer moment. We were talking about during the show. It's like, <laughs> what was the last time a car was hand drawn in anime? I just don't understand. You know, like you want to, you want to see like initial D or whatever, you know, you want to mm-hmm. see all these uh, intricate hand drawn cars from all these different angles. This is, it doesn't, fucking do anything for the series yeah. but like it is weird and like i'll be honest it's a it, it takes you out of the experience a little bit seeing this cg car amongst all this other like otherwise great set design well you know okay so this is a funny thing mm. we were talking about during the while we were watching that um code Geass has a bunch of pizza hut uh stuff and yeah. For for a long time, I guess the the thinking was you shouldn't do product placement because it would take people out of that world, right? And it's funny with like CG, it's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. It's like how much CG can you get away with without pulling away or making people feel uncomfortable about the show that they're watching or pulling them out of the show they're watching? Sure. You know? I I mean, there's there's a lot of different examples. Like you know, anything like honestly, any sort of like action like any sort of kinetics thing that you watch nowadays like demon slayers attack demon slayer singular attack <laughs> yeah on there's only one come <laughs> on there's a bunch of de- it should be called demon slayers um or attack on titan or even other segments of this like in episode three where they're like oh where's ohana and then it like it does this crazy one-shot cg fucking like you know journey through the entire like entire resort to where she is mm-hmm. which was sick by the way like, it was, it was so yeah, cool. yeah it was yeah. really well done yeah like you know cg and 2d animation exist hand in hand right mm-hmm. it's just when when it's not right it's the same thing as like green screens you know if yeah. you do it not just right then like the audience is gonna go like hey hey that's different you know absolutely and like when us as dumbasses who don't know anything about the industry or the tra- the craft you know when we start pointing it out like you know that's that's when it starts getting to an issue you know? <laughs> and luckily there aren't too many cars in this i, I it's it not like it's, yeah it's not like um I want to eat your pancreas where there's so many shots with so many cars where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm watching a, I'm watching this. The thing is in both of those situations, the cars don't matter. Like, it's not like we're watching them drive a car or anything. It's just like, 
oh, there's a, a car drives the, by. The, the cars matter a bit in this. People leaving in the this inn one, yes, matters. Yeah. This one, it's a little more egregious, and like there's so no. no in this and... one, it matters more. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, oh wait. So you're not saying a, not egregious it's... isn't bad. I think the cars serve a purpose in this show. Yeah, in, but in... they they are they are Hanasaki. still like very very like very obviously 3D animated and it kind of pulls you out of it, wouldn't oh, you say? Uh, I I would say it, it's the kind of animation where it's it's functional more than like, it's, it's a part of the storytelling. Like, you need to show a car. Right. You can't not show a car. I see so what you're saying. So you if you have to show a car and you can't afford to have someone draw it frame by frame, you do the 3D thing. I see what I, you're think the show would be worse off without the cars that it shows versus something like i want to eat your pancreas where they didn't have to show them at all you didn't necessarily need the cars to make yeah. it work okay i see what you mean now yeah I, I don't think the car i think you need the that stuff in this show yeah and if you gotta i don't want to say cheap out but like if you if you gotta hire somebody to just do the 3d animation for that part you gotta do that because it, you need the car in in Hanasaki Wiroha, it's more of a a necessary evil. Whereas with uh, I want to eat your pancreas, it's just sort of this confusing confusing creative decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's no. what, that's what I would say. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I I'm kind of more on your side now that you've walked me through that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm into it because like you know it's 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 you know style is problem solving. Like it's just one of those things that like you have to figure out a way to do it. You need to figure out a way to show this like pretty complex pickup truck. Right? So and, that's how you do it. And maybe there were better ways of doing it, but they, they needed the cars in this show. So sure. I think it I think it works. No, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's <laughs> finally get to episode two. Sure. Um so episode two so Ohana's like in this place and it's it's Ohana kind of adjusting to her life in in this uh this hot spring place where nobody likes her. Yep. You know, like a lot of character or like characters are maybe nice to her, but they're not they're not her friends necessarily. Yeah, even even the more like meek characters like Nako and whatever, like they're not they're not friendly so much as polite. Yeah, like well, the the main conflict of the the episode is that Nako doesn't tell Ohana that she needs to not clean this one room. Yeah. Whereas Ohana has been like scolded in the last episode, like, oh, you don't know what work is, you don't know how to work hard, you don't know how to do anything like that. Yeah. Because she tries to work really hard and she's punished in a way because she works really hard, but in the wrong way. Yeah. You know? It's, she it's, cleaned a room she shouldn't have cleaned. Yeah, or at least not she shouldn't have cleaned it at that time, like, you yes. know, without the proper supervision. And, and no nobody told her otherwise. She was just trying to be a productive person. Yeah. You know? I mean her the person teaching her is busy and she doesn't want to just sit on her hands and wait. So she goes yeah. and cleans the next room that the person told her they'd be cleaning next. It makes perfect sense, right? But um it is it is something that that the grandmother uh, says like from episode one and like repeats uh, a few times like uh, what was it it was like effort without it was like effort without uh, direction only causes harm or something yeah. like that yeah it's like a good way to drive that point home and uh, but at the same time I totally understand Ohana's like frustration with oh I've done that a hundred times yeah. in jobs yeah it's like what, trying you want to, me to impress fucking clean I'm yeah. fucking cleaning what else do you want you know yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I feel like uh, like I I did AV tech stuff and it was like I'm gonna set up all these things and yeah. then they come in and be like you didn't need to set up all these things you need to take these somewhere else I'm like well I need something to do I don't know. <laughs> yeah 
I feel wrong just sitting on my hands, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the, like, and maybe it's just, just sort of our, you know, per hour construct of like, you know, what worth is, what work is worth and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, it's like, you know, sitting around never feels good on the job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you want to be doing something. Well, so- Someone's going to get mad at you if you are. Totally. You know? I don't know. I like this episode a lot because it also introduces the, the author guy who's a complete dick. Horrible. Every, everybody says he's a famous guy. Um, and so he deserves respect. And he's the guy who Ohana's, Ohana cleans his room. And he's like, you shouldn't have cleaned my room. I have all these fucking rules and shit yeah. you know, that nobody warned her about. Yeah. Uh, Nako, the person who was uh, training her... Um, in her, you know, new uh, position of employment, never tells her that uh, it's kind of the rule that, like, if you go and clean this one guy's room, it needs to be under his supervision. Like, he needs to make sure you're not throwing anything out. And it turns out Ohana has thrown out uh, his draft of a of a novel he's working All on. All the stuff that he had in, like, a fucking garbage can. Yes. Yeah. He had thrown it in the garbage. It makes yeah. perfect sense. But yeah. that's them's the rules. And uh, Nako didn't tell her... Uh, how to do it right yeah and i i like that ohana like takes the blame for it like she doesn't like you know she's like i cleaned it whatever pal move yeah um and i like how much of a fucking dick this author guy is because it really is like that's how a lot of like customer service shit is like if you're dealing with somebody that's like rough like they're the most fucking rough the funny the funniest part to me though is with capitalist grandma like when he does shitty things to everybody else, she's just like, well, the customer's always right. The customer's yep. always And, like, I hate that shit. <laughs> and it's weird to me that the, the that capitalist grandma is like, you did anything that slighted our customer in the very slightest, even if you didn't know about it? Oh, I hate that. Oh, I'm <laughs> so upset. Yeah. Even though she kind of seems to know that the that the the guy is uh, kind of a shitter, as yeah. we find out next episode. Yeah, um, it's, it's, you gotta you gotta look out for people. Like if you if you want to be one of the the one percent of fucking small business owners that look out for your employees, you gotta stand up for them when somebody's bad to yeah. them. You know, she didn't fucking do that. no, not at all. Um, oh, we forgot to mention Minko. Uh, show is introduced in the first episode. She's a, a very mm. elegant, uh, sophisticated young lady who meets Ohana um, towards the very be- or towards the end of the episode. Um, Ohana is pulling what she thinks are weeds, uh, but it turns out they are plants that that Minku, Min- Minko, Minko Minko is uh, trying to grow, and uh, Minko tells her to die. And uh, that is a yep. recurring pattern for the first several episodes. Like <laughs> whenever uh, Ohana says or does really anything in Minko's presence, uh, she just kind of goes like, "Hey, just die, just go die somewhere," you know. Um, and that's important. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah I, I like Minko. Like it might not sound like it, like I should. No, but, I like Minko but, a lot. She's a great character. Yeah, I, I like how Minko, Ohana. And Nako all become really good friends. Yeah. It's that's that's well, and that's what really happens across like episode three and four and whatnot. I agree. Um, yeah. So episode three. So episode two ends with uh the this author kidnapping Ohana, and it's a really kind of sketchy ending. Because Ohana has found his manuscript that that he had that had gone missing when she went and cleaned the room. And uh, she she discovers that the uh, it it was a story an erotic story about herself and um, 
Minko and Nako. Minko and Nako. Yeah. And it's, the guy is trying to make money as like an erotic novelist. Because he can't pay the bills any other way. <laughs> he, he's not a smut author by trade, but he, he, he kind of sucks. Yeah. And, and he's he, not famous. And he's not, a, uh, he's not a famous author like he claimed to be and all mm-hmm. that jazz. And that's... Uh, I, I like that at early in episode three, they really relieved the tension with like... Uh, Ohana like trying to help him as she's being like tied up yeah. and whatnot, um, and it's it's very quickly dealt with like his fucking that everybody realizes oh he's a shit bag uh, and all these you know and all this jazz. Um, so I like that it wasn't it wasn't like tried to play up for tension, but more more as a bit of a joke that Ohana wasn't super offended by. Yeah. It's yeah. the, it's the kind of joke that works in the context of it. But when you say it out loud, it's like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you didn't watch the show, you'd be like, Oh my God, these guys yeah. are okay with kidnapping. But it's like, <laughs> no, watch the show. It, it makes sense in how it works. You yeah. Know? Cause eventually, cause at first Ohana's like, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, it's fucked up what you did, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And then eventually he's like, nah, you're a huge piece of shit. Totally. And then eventually he like runs away, steals their car. And I love, I love this whole episode because um, he's like, I'm going to run away. I'm going to steal your car. I'm going to do all these terrible things. And at the end, uh, he's like about ready to kill himself. And capitalist grandma is like listen you know you got to always believe the customer you always got to do what the customer says and like you're the worst fucking like capitalist grandma like you're gonna make your your children you're gonna make your grandchildren like work like just super hard you're not gonna give them any fucking help you're just gonna like rip them apart oh but the customer's customer's always right yeah like no matter how hard they're ripping you off to your face and how much they're lying to you they're always right. That's just the way the world works. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, capitalist grandma. <laughs> see, like, what the fuck? See, I took that in a more in a more uh, charitable way, I guess. I, I That moment for me was where capitalist grandma, because, God, I'm not going to fucking remember her real name. No, um, no, absolutely not. But uh, that was the moment for me where capitalist grandma shows a bit more of a human side. Because this author guy has been nothing but shitty. He's been like, yeah. you know, just getting super torqued on all the employees. He fucking kidnapped and tied up her granddaughter. You know, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in every way one can be, really. He has been a reprehensible piece of shit. And she believes in her, like, credo of, like, you know, like, this, I am here to serve, I am here to, like, you know, provide this quality experience for every single person who walks through these doors. That she, even after all that, like, she says, like, hey, you're not an award-winning author yet. If you don't give up, then maybe you will be someday. And then, when all else fails, she offers him a job at the place that he's been ripping off for a month. You know what I mean? Like, she sees the the potential good in him and gives him an opportunity to, like, live up to what he's been pump-faking them for the whole time. See, because I, I, I read the scene differently as, mm. like, capitalist grandma being like, well, eventually, like, almost like a gamble. Like, one day you're going to be able to pay mm. him back, you know? Like, I think I think if Capitalist Grandma really believed that, then she wouldn't have made him work at the hotel for yeah, yeah. The, in the interim. Yeah. So no, I, okay, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. It just it just felt weird in the fucking scene as is. I feel but, it. I don't know. It was a good episode overall. We got we're we're running late. 
we're we're burning yeah. burning the midnight oil as on the fucking, usual. Yeah. Uh, well, it's only eleven p.m. It's only you know? eleven p.m. But like, I don't know. I I like the the episode as a whole. How um oh so we have I think it's in episode two. Uh, Ohana is really like pushing to get close to um, Minko and um, Nako. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, I want to know more about you. I I'm so tired of us hating each other. I love, and that's what I really like about Ohana is that like she's really pushing for people to get along. You yeah, know? and she recognizes that she's got her own issues and whatnot, but. That she's she's not willing to just let people just shit on her totally. Seven. She's like, no, I want us to get along. I want us to have all these things going for us. Yeah, you know? like I want to make food for you that has the fucking wart your <laughs> your least favorite ingredient so that you'll like respect me and all that. Like, yeah, I want us. I want us to get along. You know, and I I, I like that about Ohana's character that like in in the midst of all these like terrible things happening in everybody else's life, it's like she's trying to make things better for herself and for the people around her. Yeah. Ohana is this like really great execution of like one of my favorite anime character tropes, which is like the very pure dumbass. Yeah. Uh, Like, like a Goku or Naruto type character. You know what I mean? Like she is someone who like, she like has like, you know, she knows what she knows. She's not stupid per se. And she's like, you know, she has her morals and she has her values and she sticks by them through thick and thin. But there's just that part of her that doesn't quite know how to read the room. And again, they say that again and again and again. And like, you know, but she just goes on anyway. Like, this is how she knows how to go through the world and that's how she's going to do it. So like, yeah, when when Minko and uh, Nako fuck up, like, you know, both of them <laughs> fuck up by her. She goes like, well, when my mom would fuck up because my mom, her mom was like this, you know. Huge delinquent. Yeah, basically. just complete delinquent. Like, yeah. not fit to have children really if you yeah. think about it but um like when she would fuck up what her what uh what um ohana would do is like make food with broccoli which she knew that her mother would hate and it was like this way of like i am doing this thing back to you because you fucked up with me and after this we are even stevens we're fine we're going forward and like mm-hmm. there's no uh hang-ups or anything like that you have to prove to me that you are sorry by doing this thing i made you do that i know you don't like and it's Kind of petty, but it works. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. all understand those terms, and they go forward with it when they have that beach, that that, that little picnic on the ep- uh, on the beach. In the yeah, and and that's and that's a really like fun episode because you have the the chase scene, you have the author who's like uh, a piece of shit, but like he's he's kind of a funny guy also. Yeah, so it's fun that he's getting brought in on the show as like, oh, he's gonna become like a permanent cast member yeah. in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I I like this episode a, a lot. I I just thought it was a, a lot of fun. Like this is absolutely something that could have been, um, what am I trying to say? Like absolutely something that could have been like, oh my god, this is so cringy or this is so gross. Like he tried to do all these things to get to her, and it's just very wacky and fun, you know. And Ohana never loses her agency to me. You yeah. Know? Despite being literally tied up, uh, bound and gagged. And it's one of those things that, like, uh, I was talking about this just last night uh, with Felicia. Um, we were watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, New or old? The old one. Not okay. with Johnny Depp. With uh, was I love that old Gene, one. Gene Wilder, is that his name? Well, Gene Wilder's the old one, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that guy. 
um, with that one. And uh, I was talking about how I really don't like, you know, the whole like if you if you read the text of a lot of of a lot of stories, especially like the more fantastical like kids ones and stuff like that, with through the same lens that you would view real life, then a lot of stories are fucked up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Super Mario Bros. is about a guy jumping on, like, turtles and stuff like that. Like, it's... He's jumping on turtles to, like, rescue a woman who can't rescue herself. Exactly. You know? Or, like, Pokemon is about literal dogfighting, you know? Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. I hate Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe is a piece of shit person. Okay, he's been in bed for 20 years, and then all of a sudden, his grandpa, or his grandson, finds a golden ticket in a goddamn chocolate bar, and he hops right out of bed. He could have been helping this fucking, this family the whole time. Charlie's mother has been working her hands to the bone to fucking feed these five people who can't do shit. And Grandpa Joe is like, oh, well, I can walk all of a sudden, actually. I could have worked this whole time, but let me go to the chocolate factory with my dipshit grandson. Like, terrible person. Yeah. Where was I going with this? Hanasaku Iroha, on the other hand, has, like that guy, the author guy, does some in, in, shit that if I heard about it happening in real life, I'd be like, electric chair, get him out of here. No, fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. He writes a smut novel about three 16-year-old girls. Eight, automatically, no. And then second, kidnaps and binds and gags one of these 16-year-old girls. Yeah. And in the context, in the text of the show, it's like, yeah, it's just a, you know, silly gag. But, like, yeah. it's one of those things that, like, only kind of works within the confines of this series. But it does work yeah. very well. He is a very likable character, despite the horrible things he does when you put him on paper. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And he's, he's a fun character, in the rest of the show, in that the few episodes that he's in, in, you know, four, five, and six, he kind of just, he's, he seems very self-confident, yeah. which is his whole MO, right? Yeah. Like, he's trying to be this, you know, uh, act like he's a famous author when in fact he's not. He's kind of a silly, like, comic relief character for the rest of this, what we watch. And I, and I like that they keep to it, though, that he doesn't turn into something else. Because in Me episode, uh, I, so, in episode four, what I really like is that he proposes this scenario. So he proposes the scenario that Toru, the cook in the kitchen that Minko just loves, mm-hmm. he proposes this scenario that he's actually going to go work for this other kitchen. Uh, this is the reason he's disappeared, and that um, he's going to date this other girl, and that because there is this like rival hot spring place yeah. that's up the street that's supposed to be much fancier and much nicer and whatnot. And uh, he proposes, like, oh, yeah, he's he's leaving us. He's doing all these things. And he's very confident about it. And I love that by the end of the episode, he's just completely wrong. That yeah. It was like, no, they just needed a hand for a day. And the head chef at their hot spring place was like, no, go help him out. You yeah. Know? I'll, I'll handle our stuff. You yeah, know? totally. It, it He kind of wove some fanciful tale that wasn't true in the slightest. But it makes sense for him as a novelist type Absolutely. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought this episode was a lot of fun, like episode four, because you have this uh, this crane slash herring that's introduced that's just like, uh, like uh, Ohana is absolutely terrified. Yeah, and it has some sort of met- metaphorical uh, meaning that neither of us could necessarily piece together from the uh, from the the animation of the of the opening, like the theme song. It almost seems as though the heron is a is like an extension of Ohana's grandmother, like the 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 spa, the the hotel manager mm. or whatever. 
That's what I got because it like shows it shows the heron flying into the moonlight, and then the next cut is Grandma like looking out the window as though she's watching it. You know what I mean? And uh, it keeps it keeps focusing on Ohana specifically. Because you know? the only the only other thing is there's there's a another part in the ending credits where, um, so there's this other girl that's introduced in the fourth episode. That goes to the same high school as the three girls, Minko, Nako, and Ohana. Oh, yeah. Who, who has like these kind of like drill hairs. Yeah. And they think that she is dating Toru. Yes. And um, she she lives at Flash. Her mom is the, the owner of the, the fancy hot spring place. Mm-hmm. And um, in the open... I think it's the ending credits. She is... Feeding the like the crane heron, oh. um, like like some kind of like like Ramu fucking soda or whatever, you know. Huh. So the two of the and she seems very friendly about it. Interesting. So there's also that. like maybe the 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 heron is like the guardian of this other spring or you whatever. Could be right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it shows because up Ohana in the like episode that introduces that resort. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, maybe you're you're onto something. I don't know because I also don't know any metaphorical shit involving cranes or herons, and I and like if I don't know any of that shit in like Western culture, I don't know if they have some fucking completely different thing in like Eastern culture because I feel like I see fucking cranes and herons like in Japanese art all the time from like you know. 1500s, 1600s, and all that shit. I don't know what any of it means, because I don't know shit about Japan. No, yeah. (laughs) All we know, we watched, we absorbed through anime and video games. Yeah, exactly. A couple of idiots, you know? Across the world from that place. We don't know shit about that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if they wanted to be better known, they shouldn't have been so far across the ocean. Exactly. Come on, Japan. It's an... Okay, look. It's... Let's be real. I'm going to say what we've all been thinking. It's a group of islands, right? We're a country. That's a group of islands. Just move them closer. Yeah. Just give it, just get right up next to Hawaii. Japan, 51th, 50, I almost said 51th, 51st state of the United States of America. There we go. Easy. I mean, not, not far What's off. What's imperialism? I don't know what that word yeah. means. So, so we talked about episode five. We kind of talked about it during episode four. You know, the whole thing with Toru going to the kitchen uh, the other place is that it was a huge misunderstanding that the head chef just let him go over there. And it's, it's a lot of fun because, like, uh, Minko, who's this really, like, hard edge character, is... You see her more vulnerable side. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about the, the pace of this show. is It's really about the characters that live there. Like, it's not just, like... Ohana like dealing with things necessarily. Like every Unlike episode, other is... Emeka anime. Other like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I like that you're 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 dealing with each situation with different characters, and Ohana is kind of like a a, a light of positivity in all of that. Yeah, that uh, she's there to kind of stop people from going down like I don't know dark places or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, because because I mean in the her character flaw ends up kind of working as this like deus ex machina moment for a lot of other characters where a lot of other characters are kind of like embroiled in the like you know moment to moment like you know how would this person feel if i said this oh i can't do that that's not right like 
Ohana just says what she's thinking and like it doesn't really matter what. And like a lot of the time that lands her in hot water. But a lot of the time that also gets conversations started about like, you know, between other people who otherwise would have never actually gotten that started. Exactly. And I I think you can almost tie that into like episode one where it's uh, you have Ko, the guy Mm -hmm. who really likes her. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not upfront, and he doesn't talk about his feelings and whatnot. He says it straight up. He's the kind of guy who does things in the roundabout way. Yeah, yeah. and and I think that really bites him in the butt. Not that like the two of them could have stayed together when she had to go with her grandma or anything like that, but like sure. I I think about it with like my own relationship with my girlfriend. It's like I asked her out what I did, and we started dating pretty quickly. Yeah, and. I could have ended up in a situation where it's like, well, let's just see how things feel out, right? And, like, we could be today. Like, we we, we just hit our second anniversary a while back. Oh, happy anniversary. It, That's right. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But, like, we could have been, like, just started dating. Yeah. You know? Like, something like that. And, like... like that's two years just missed out on, like, growing together and doing all sorts of stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's just... I feel like it's very important to me to talk about your feelings with other people totally totally yeah i mean that's like a it's 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 always good to sort of like try and stick with what uh i hate the word has become so poisoned by internet memes but like what society expects of you in terms of like um you know like what is okay and what is not okay to say in like you know mixed company and things Mm -hmm. like that but like it's easy to get mixed up in that sort of thing and and kind of forget to express Express what you're feeling and what you're thinking, like to the people uh, that it matters. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and like Ohana is like a very kind of refreshing, like you know, she's clumsy and kind of like brute force stupid about it a lot of the times, but like she says what she thinks and she she means what she says, and like that Absolutely. is sort of an admirable trait a lot of the time. Um, there's something to be gained from that. I think it's an important thing to remember once in a while. I I think so because I I think that's what I, I like what has really drawn me to this show and why I, why I've really liked it and why I've also like as as many issues as I may have with it like also shows like Darling in the Franks and whatnot like I like shows where characters communicate honestly and like yeah. the character who communicates the most honestly is not like demonized or seen as like oh it's actually kind of fucked up how you say what's on your mind like yeah. no it's like it's in a lot of ways like sometimes you gotta hold yourself back right yeah. like you can't just be 100% brutal all the time but yeah. sometimes people need to hear what you're thinking you totally. know like people need honesty a lot of the time yeah so i don't know i i I, that's why i've really enjoyed this show is i love ohana and her honesty with other people you know yeah she tries to make the world a little better for them yeah and she kind of brings that out in them too like you know she starts because of how like you know straightforward and to the point she is about a lot of that stuff she gets a lot of people like you know say uh minko and nako to start start thinking about how they express themselves to each other and to uh to ohana and like start changing themselves like minko when ohana like confronts her like hey stop telling me to fucking die what if i did die you would feel terrible you know Mm -hmm. like that sort of thing she starts coming up with new insults and lands on bullet uh which it's like it's um what's the word fertilized duck eggs but before they actually hatch it's a very disgusting i don't want to say disgusting some some cultures really like it but it's a this is, this is my american moment i don't this get is it. my american <laughs> moment i don't want to eat uh baby duck egg uh, baby duck bones i don't yeah. ever want to feel what that feels like between my teeth uh, baby duck bones i've heard the the, the crunch is like 
I've heard some people say it's satisfying. And Me I'm too. Like, I don't like that. I've I have friends who have tried it and say it's delicious, but I'm never gonna no, not once. Yeah. Too American for that. Too yep yep. Give me my ice water and my eggs free of duck. That's right. <laughs> I, listen, I've had duck eggs. I've, I've tried duck eggs pretty recently, but they were unfertilized. Yeah yeah yeah. Give me give me my unfertilized eggs. That's please. right. Thank you. That's right. So I moved my way through my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't gonna um, stop now. <laughs> uh, okay, so episode six. Just to kind of wrap things up here. Yeah. Episode six is about. It's, it's kind of about, um, so in the spa there, you have the grandma and then you also have, uh, Ohana's uncle who's like working there and is like trying to, completely. I don't remember it at all. Not a so bit. he's, he's Ohana's uncle for the rest go. of this conversation. Mr. Uncle. Um. Uncle son. He's basically trying to update the place and they bring in like a, uh, a consultant who. Who rules. She was great. Oh, she was great. I have the line. Um, she, she was, she's the kind of person who would, you know, speaks mostly in Japanese, but occasionally says something in English. And my favorite was, uh, nothing venture, nothing win. That's right. Nothing venture, <laughs> nothing win. We all, we all have something to learn from. But she tries to make everybody dress sexy and, uh, it, it kind of backfires on the end because the inn has been declining is what we learn. Yeah. They're not doing so hot. Yeah. But in the end, they kind of get some more traditional dresses, and that seems to appeal to everybody, you know. Yeah. Well, the the outfits that so 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 this new consultant lady uh, has has Nako and Ohana dress in uh, Chinese dresses. They got the like the long slit up the skirt, like up the mm. thigh, you know, and like it's a very sexy outfit. There's a um, lot of cleavage. A lot too. of cleavage. Yeah. yeah, and and when they go to greet the the next customer coming in, he's like, "Whoa!" Like that's that's a lot, you know. <laughs> like imagine walking into like your favorite hotel or like even fucking like a restaurant or something like that, and, and like you're greeted by like I don't know Hooters girls, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just this super 180 from what he's expected. Um, and it, it, you know, hilarity ensues, blah, blah, blah. They end up, you know, doing away with that idea. Um, and that was like, you know, when they finally come up with the traditional, like the yukata with the, with the, like the frilly aprons, like the European style aprons, like that was like a cool compromise. It's like, we can do this without necessarily compromising anything that we've been, you know, like compromising the, the dignity of these 16 year olds. I don't know. Yeah. But, you well, know what I mean? And, and I think it kind of exemplifies like, like people come to this place, this, this specific spa, cause they want that traditional thing. Yeah. You know? And when they meet the needs of their customers like that, the customers are very happy. Yeah. Right. And, um, people, people have their own kind of expectations when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I think that that was really good. And I, I liked that, part because it's like it's like a compromise between the uncle and the grandma where yeah. the grandma didn't want to do it the grandma's almost like perfectly fine with letting things just decline and die she says as much you know yeah like we've been she, declining for a while so i don't really care yeah like she doesn't want it to go out of business but she doesn't really care if like business slows down yeah and the the uncle's like no i want i want things to get better yeah and this is kind of a good compromise between them and to me it's also uh to as a as a business boy here <laughs> like a realization that neither of them really know what their customers want right 
And it makes me more mad at capitalist grandma being a fucking piece of shit and a mean person. <laughs> it's like, you don't know how to run a fucking business, you know? She knows, I hate capitalist grandma. She knows how to run a business the only way she knows how. And maybe she, that's not keeping up with the changes in modern Japan. But that's just how she knows how to do it. And maybe she'll have her own things. But when you put you when you put your hands on your employees and when you expect way too much of them and all that jazz, you expect everybody to commit a 10 out of 10 and pay them as little as possible. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? That's, Come on. You, you, you're and, very right. She does slap the shit out of Ohana uh-huh. in like episode two. It's, Three hit combo. Oh, bop, bop, bop. She's got yeah. the nosebleed the whole nine. Yeah, she's, she's it's, not doing it's, good. It's why business owners are... It, it's one of the greatest like business owners not understanding their business and also hating their employees, which is my experience with 90% of business owners. No. 100% of business owners. Excuse me. I almost forgot about the 10% of business owners who also suck shit. <laughs> Ugh. I agree with you. But capitalist grandma's okay. Fuck capitalist grandma. That's I don't like right. capitalist grandma. I bet, look, fucking big. We only watched 26 episode series. We only watched six episodes. I feel like around like episode 15, 16... <sighs> She's, she's gonna, gonna drop some real fucking wisdom on she's us. She's gonna right? get. She's gonna have her redemption. I don't yeah. disagree. And I feel like even up to this point, like she's had moments where it's like, all right, you know what, capitalist right. grandma, you're okay. You know what, you're a tough old bird. You got you do things the old fashioned way, and maybe I don't agree with all of it, but you know what, all you got right. your reasons, and I respect that. You know, I I listen. I know it's coming, and I I saw because what there's like 26 episodes in 26. this series. Yep. It's it's coming. I'm not I'm not gonna be mad about it. But also, given these first six episodes, fuck capitalist grandma. That's fine. I've, That's I fine. I don't like her I one you. fucking. Look, if, if 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 an employer slapped the shit out of me, like like she did to Ohana, because she just really fucking one two three just the, yeah put the three hit combo on her. If someone did that to me, I'd be like fuck that person till the end of time. But. I, since that's not my face that got the shit kicked out of it, I'm like, hey, you know what? She's got some, and 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 Ohana seems to feel the same. She's got some. She's got some redeeming features. Ohana's. Listen, we got we got to get into the the communist podcast, the labor <laughs> podcast, a different time. We've already talked long enough. I yeah, it's quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I look okay. So let's let's get to. Our, our final reviews of this show. We've down got, to brass we've got, tacks. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get down to brass tacks. So we got, we got our rating system for mm-hmm. battle school dropouts. I know mm-hmm. it's been a minute, everybody. Yeah. We got our rating system. It's, uh, keep watching total garbage and, uh, eh, yeah. which kind of falls between the two. Yeah. Uh, where do you put this show? I was, I was, I was talking about this a little earlier, um, where I, I think this is a keep watching. I think this is a anime that I've, I have recommended despite having never watched more than six episodes. I think I watched the first like three or four at some point in my life. Mm. Um, but never got up to where we are now. Like personally, I'm probably not going to watch the rest of this anytime soon, but I've recommended it to people off of the quality of like, you know, the writing and the characters and the animation. And they fucking loved it. Like they watched all 26 episodes and the OVA, like fucking thrilled about it. Okay. So my, my, my ranking of it is keep watching, but with the caveat that I myself 
probably will not continue watching it. Or anytime soon. I if I got a if I got a rainy few days and I got nothing else to do, hey, maybe. But no, yeah. there's other things that demand my attention far more than this. <laughs> busy, ain't got the time of the day these days. So I, I gotta I gotta come gotta come at you hard with my review here. I don't really care for slice of life shows for the okay. most part. Like I don't keep watching them for the okay. most part. I'm gonna keep watching this show. You're go- oh, like, I was- like this show. This show has hooked me in a big way. Really? Yeah. I love Ohana and how like positive her character is, and I, I, I enjoy more and more, especially the older I get. I enjoy positive characters in shows. I feel that. You know, I feel like, and don't get me wrong, I love my edgy shit. Yeah. You know, like I love, I love when characters are dark and and gritty and all that shit. Hey, but you like, and me both. I've been watching like I've been watching a lot of Sopranos and shit, and that's got me thinking a lot about like Breaking Bad and all that. And it's fun to think about, or it's fun to watch a show where it's like a character wants the best for other characters. You You're know? right. That's yeah. No, that's that's a very good way to put. It. I was I was very shocked when that was like the angle you took on it, because like you know when you said you were gonna go against me, I was like, oh, is he gonna say like total garbage? Yeah, like, total garbage. I fucking. I mean, yeah. listen, I hate characters. No, I, I I think it's a really it's a really it's not just like a fun show to watch and it's not just like a well produced show. Like I think the characters all have a lot of merit and I think this is one of the few exceptions of a show being like slow paced or anything like that, where it pays off, where it's like getting to know every single character is worth it. Mm. Where you know, cause I, I feel like there's a lot of shows that are slower paced where you get to know somebody and you're like, I don't give a fucking shit about this character, right? Yeah. Like, he's very one note, but we spent a whole episode with him. Yeah. And I feel like this show is like the opposite, where it's like, I love learning about these characters and I love learning about the way that they interact with. Um, in episode one or two, Hanasaku's mom. Oh, not Hanasaku. <laughs> what did I just say? Ohana. Ohana's, Ohana's mom. Um, says like you can't rely on anybody you can't trust anybody yeah and this whole show is about kind of like contradicting her mom like no you should trust people you should get along with other people and i like i like that message in shows a fair amount especially since like i was watching a bunch of like fucking violent ovas where it's like everybody's just trying to fucking kill each other (laughs) like i like shows where it's like no because i that's how i feel you know i feel like you should trust your fellow man and whatnot sure um. So yeah, I I really like the show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll listen. I'm gonna watch every other episode. I think I've every keep watching. I've watched every keep watching. You have you you finished every keep watching. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Or at least I've watched like another like twelve or twenty something. Because I I feel like there must be some show that I can't think of that's had like a hundred something episodes, and I haven't watched all one hundred. Dude, what did we give Space Brothers? Did we give that an eh? That was a hard eh. Yeah, that was a very hard um, eh. So I can't remember every show we've watched, but I feel like I've watched every episode that I give and keep watching. Sure, even sure. Even fucking uh, Tower of God, which I, as I kept watching, I realized I was the wrongest man, <laughs> and that is the most total garbage show I've ever seen. Wonderful. Yeah, that was that was the fucking worst. Um, you know what? You might have talked me into continuing that series actually, because you're right. Like, there's there's a lot of anime, and and I don't I don't know that this was necessarily the anime's intent, but I feel like it does a, a lot to like. This is such a like 
douchey thing, like phrase I'm about to say, but it does a lot to like subvert the viewer's expectation a little bit. Like in the very first episode, it sets it up like the main focus of the show is going to be Ohana and Ko's like, will they, won't they, you know, best friends turned lovers relationship. And then by the end of the episode, Ohana has fucked off to rural Japan and has left Ko in her dust, you know, stuff like that. So like, um... In a lot of other episodes, in a lot of other series where it's like, you know, you have to listen to what your great great grandfather told you about this, like uh, Ohana specifically and ex- uh, explicitly says, like, these are things I have learned. My mother told me not to trust in other people, and I want to trust in other people because I know that that's a flaw that I have. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to read the room and be more considerate of other people because I know that's something that I struggle with. And I want you to, str- to, to like, you know, fix these things about yourself because that's how we're going to be, be, be better friends. We're going to be, you know, better people in the long run, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's a cool thing you don't see in a lot of other stuff. And it's a very down-to-earth and human thing that, again, does not exist in a lot of anime. So... Yeah, you might have turned me around just there. I may continue, uh, despite the fact that my 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 rating of this show does was and remains a keep watching. I may keep watching this show based on what you just said. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's nice to see a, a character who's both like honest with themselves and honest with other people. Yeah, because I I feel like that's what's missing from a lot of like people's lives. You know, is that we need to be honest with ourselves and we need to be honest with our friends and we need to be honest about what we want out of relationships with other people. You know. Yeah. And I feel like more and more people just kind of settle with shit and i love i love that ohana is like i'm not gonna settle like i we can make things better yeah you know? and i think that's i think that's wonderful that's a cool perspective that like it's it's important to see now and then yeah. like i've 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 had this experience in my own day-to-day where like you know i started i've started to get really like distrusting of the people around me you know what i mean like i've been like scammed so many times but like you know like yeah people who were homeless are argue like probably not like you know the the old like you know person at the gas station like you know oh i need 20 bucks to fill up my gas tank and then they don't even have a car you know kind of thing um and actually i had this experience coming home from uh the bay area a couple of weeks ago where i ran into this lady at the in the middle of nowhere at this like you know just kind of podunk little gas station and she was a she was without gas her phone had died and she had no idea like how to get home or how to get back to the place where her where she had forgotten her stuff in santa cruz and we ended up talking for a while and i gave her like you know 30 bucks to fill up her tank and like she ended up giving me a bunch of like jade which was the thing that she did she goes like diving for jade that was okay. and i was like oh i believe it was like you know she's got the the headlamp and a box a backpack full of rocks like this obviously is not a a uh, scam that she pulls because she's trying to do it at 11 a 11 p.m. on a fucking Sunday with nobody else around, right? Um, all this is to say I have had troubles, be- like you know, trusting in my fellow man and like you know, trying to believe that the you know in the best of other people a lot of the time, and that's like a very refreshing topic that you know we take for granted a lot of the time. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, because I'm, I'm with you. I had a guy um, when I was, I was real fucking trusting with people. I had a guy come up to me and he was like, "Hey, I need twenty bucks. My car got stolen or whatever. I just need twenty bucks to 
you know, get home on the bus or whatever. And I gave him 20 bucks. And sure. then he came to me a year later with the same exact story. Same exact guy. Really? Same guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's and it, it really, it really kind of burned me out on fucking people for a yeah. while. But, like, I think most people aren't trying to rip you off, you know? And I like... But but more than that, too, I think with, like, French... With going with this anime and whatnot, I think with, like, friendships and relationships and things like that, like, having, like open and honest kind of communication and just being able to tell people like hey when you said that that hurt me yeah when you like i i want to be able to communicate with you like this you know like how does that make you feel you know being able to talk with people about that shit is is important you know if you feel one if somebody hurts you tell them that they hurt you you know because yeah i mean because it's easy it's easy to uh, be like overly defensive between yourself and people you don't know and between mm-hmm. yourself and friends and even significant others and stuff like that. Like it is easy to like, you know, in your head be like, oh, everyone out there is out to get me. You know, mm-hmm. like I just, I'm not going to like open myself up to anybody like when it comes to my friends, like, you know, I'm just going to like you know, retreat in my, like, you know, my own little ball and, like, you know, just only let them see the parts of myself that I, I have care, like, painstakingly tailored to show them. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like, your life's like a Facebook post. Or yeah, shit, you know? yeah, totally. It's a very easy thing to do. It's a lot harder to, like, you know, be open and honest and, like, you know, put yourself out there knowing knowing for a fact that you could be hurt because you yeah. will be hurt at some point. But, like... yeah. It's it's that knowledge and continuing to do so anyway. I think that makes it like a person strong. You know. What yeah. I mean? And I, I think I think time and time again, people are continually surprised by like, hey, I told my friend that I feel this way about something they said, or you know, this way. Like I like hanging out with them when they do this. I yeah. like this, and that people get it. You know, yeah. no nobody's trying to like love you unconditionally like everybody's like got their breaking points and whatnot and they want to know how you feel you know if they really care about you they're not trying to hurt you yeah you know and i mean the opposite is true too that like you know you could you could like be open and vulnerable with somebody and they can throw it back in your face but like if somebody does that is that someone you want to be around? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. even though you are being vulnerable, even though you're opening, your, opening up yourself to the, the possibility of being hurt, in the long run, is that not what what's best for you? I, yeah. I think that's true. I think that, like, you know, despite her inability to read the room at all, like, you know, Ohana has something that a lot of people lack, you know? Yeah. And I think that that makes her a very inspiring character and one that's, like, you know, really easy to connect with. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you, you should be able to tell people, like, what you said hurt me. Yeah. And I, listen, and I know I'm not perfect and yeah. stuff like that. And, and to say, to talk about your imperfections and whatnot, I don't know. I, I think Ohana is, like, for everything she goes through and how silly her character is, like, she deals with the relationships in a very mature way that... I wish I could have dealt with that as a sixteen-year-old. Oh like, God, I, yeah. At sixteen, I, I, I couldn't. I didn't. I couldn't handle like not being the uh, like the manliest man up until I was like fucking twenty-six. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, anyways, I I think this show is a total keep watching, and I think it's it it really hit me in kind of a fucking. Not that it maybe was apparent up until this point, but like it really hit me in a very emotional place. Sure. I think she's a really good character. No, I'm with you. I went from a kind of superficial, like, you'll probably enjoy it if this is your thing to keep watching, to 
Like, I'll probably turn this on tomorrow. Like, hell yeah. This is, yeah. Hell yeah. You, you talked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, before our fucking microphones, or before my fucking microphone. Yeah, mine's been the, rock solid this whole time. Yeah, I don't know what I did to fuck up my microphone. Um, had this for a while, you know. Me God. and this mic stand have been through a few things. I fucking, fucking Amazon, right? Fuck that. Fuck well, it's just, the same mic stand, you see. It's oh, same. no, but fucking Amazon. I'm I mean, still, fucking I'm still, Amazon. I'm still going to blame him. I don't know. Bezos has something specifically out for me that he doesn't have out for Look, you. Look, Jeff Bezos spent bajillions of dollars and and emitted horrendous amounts of greenhouse gases to, air quotes, go to space. Motherfucker didn't go to space. Low <laughs> orbit. That is a what bitch a ass move. Piece of shit. That is some baby back bitch shit. All right. Mm-hmm. He didn't even leave orbit. He could have still jacked off in that low orbit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was still gravity. Blood yeah. could have made Your it to his been penis. Fine. His would have been fine. Blood yeah. would have continued to make to make its way to his penis. Might have taken longer, sure, but he could have jacked off. You're not in space if you can still jack off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's I, the I, rule. I, do you feel deeply on? Un- Listen, we're gonna make this podcast eight hours right here. Let's do it. Do you feel it's like it, it, it's already? deeply uncomfortable that every billionaire wants to get off Earth? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like, oh, oh, I love Amazon's like environmental initiatives. I love that Tesla is trying to reduce greenhouse. Ah. Oh. Oh. All right. Fuck this. Oh, you're just holding the mic. Oh, that's so. That's OG, dude. That's. Listen, I love. That's so. <laughs> fuck this podcast. Hey, fuck our technical what? issues. Hey. Um, do you? Let me get I, in here too. Hold on. This shit fall to the fucking ground. I don't care. What's I fucking. Up? I fucking holding the mic. I right hate now. that every we're holding the fucking mics. F- fuck everything. Let it that, fall, dude. I don't fuck give a everything shit. that we did to build this shit. Um, I hate that every fucking billionaire is trying to get off the fucking planet because like the, if, if anything has been a clearer sign that the planet's fucked it's like that like it's like tesla's like oh, i don't know worst case scenario we just like nuke the nuke mars or whatever like yeah nah dude if 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 they're just like we need to terraform mars immediately like the planet's fucked and we need to steal their wealth i mean the billionaires seem to have this idea that like well I can afford to go to space. The rest of you got a deal. But if Jeff Bezos, world's world's richest man, is any indicator, motherfucker, you got to live here too. You got it. Because you only made it to low orbit. You fucking piece of shit. But it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to go to Mars all by yourself. There's no workers to exploit out there. You're just fucking sitting there fucking... uh, Drawers fill of fucking red sand. You got nothing to do. Nobody to help you do anything. No breathable oxygen out there. The funniest thing, too, is like fucking Elon Musk, that huge piece of shit. Like, uh, he, okay, Tesla, PayPal, decent. Sure, they're. He, PayPal's fine. PayPal's, PayPal's fine. And sure, it was made by other people other than Elon Musk. But yeah. sure, let's credit it all to Elon Musk. Sure, of course. And and then Tesla, which he bought off like other people who already made all that shit. Yeah. And uh, he just like paid for it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he totally invented Tesla oh, or yeah. whatever. Um, he has a PhD in something. Sure. And let's let's ignore like the boring company and his fucking uh, dumb shit. 
like trucking company that he's trying to build and like all the other dumb shit that he's trying to, and the weird like magnetic fucking vacuum rail that he's trying to build oh, and all the, that shit. the hyperloop yeah yeah let's, that let's, sucks let's ignore all those dumb fucking bullshit yeah i'm sure he can get us to move uh, mars you know i'm sure he can get other people to mars to like make the planet suck less so that he can have like slave laborers or whatever yeah i'm sure he, i'm sure he can pull that off i'm sure, sure he, i'm sure he can totally pull that off sure he can figure it out yeah yeah like the world's biggest con artist? Yeah, I'm sure he can figure it out. Yeah. I mean, he can get us there. He can get us there. You ready to, you ready to die on Mars? I mean... Where, where would you rather die? You want to die hyperventilating on uh, Earth when we fuck up our atmosphere and our whole fucking season? Or would you rather die choking death on the lack of atmosphere on Mars? What's, what's your choice? It all depends on the situation. I mean, like, yeah. if, if as it is right now, like, if someone's like, hey, first space shuttle to Mars, we're going to build a colony, let's go. Like, no, I'm not going to Mars. Okay. But, like, say we're in Gundam territory, or, 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 or I guess Old Noah Zero is the closest mecha anime I can draw connection to here. But, um, like, assuming there's been some colonies, we've been out there, things are fine, people are here's here's what it is if there's a casino on mars i'll go to mars all right all right. and then i'll die on mars there you go there has to be a casino because once there's if there's a casino that means there has to be other essential things there too Nah, see my my jam is fucking i'll die on mars in a heartbeat yeah and my whole fucking thing is i'll i'll sit on that shuttle i'll i'll pretend i'm happy camper when i get there i'll fucking die like everybody else and you got to fucking deal with my dumbass body. I'm going to be bloated. I'm going to be fat. I'm going to eat all those fucking rations. I'm going to get all this fucking air in this fucking stomach. They're I'm just going to jettison you, dude. They're nah, just going to fucking gonna, they're gonna have to fucking. De- I'm going to get there. I'm going to land on Mars. I'm going to fucking die in the dumbest fucking way out there. Do you I'm, I'm know? Ready to fuck shit up on Mars. There is so much space in space. For the corpses no, of I'm, broke I'm people on Mars. like us, I'm here to die on Mars. No, no, they're gonna launch you into space. That's what I'm saying. Like they're just gonna fucking like, oh, Stu died. Launch him into space. Fucking. Uh, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're jettison right. him. Put him on the next space station. Well, jettison him. He's fine. He's Fuck, just, maybe you're right. There's you're so right. much room in space for the corpses of broke people like you and I. You know what I mean? Like we don't mean shit to billionaires, and they will launch us in space the second we're not useful to them. All right, so I gotta die, and I gotta fart on Elon. That's that's the that's the goal. That's that, the real that's, goal. We gotta make I'm him stinky. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting that real death fart ready for that bullet. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make Elon Musk the stinkiest. He's musky, right? We're gonna you give him a real musk. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna give him a real musk. We're yeah. gonna fart on him somehow. And our corpses <laughs> are gonna fart on him and. We're going to find a way to make him eat a lot of garlic and onions so his breath smells all day. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And he's just going to be, he's stinky out of everywhere. Grimes is going to be like, get out of here, Elon. You are too stinky. You're too stinky, Elon. You're covered in garlic from all the garlic you've been eating. And you're covered in garlic from all the farts of the dead people that have been farting on you. Who also ate an ass load of garlic. I'm going to eat a fu- so much. I'm going to eat a literal ass load of garlic. A whole, several whole bulbs of garlic, like Wario, you know, just. I confused, I confused, like, uh, like, I can't, like, there's, you got the, your garlic, like, 
uh, like the cloves, like cloves. The, yeah. And then you got your garlic, like the whole fucking thing. Oh, the bulb. I, yeah. The bulb. I confused the two and I bought like so much garlic. How much yeah, garlic did you buy? I, I needed three like cloves. You needed three I cloves. I bought three bulbs. Look, if you ever, uh, I mean, three gold bulbs of garlic isn't that expensive, but if in the future, if you but ever need three. There's a lot three, of fucking garlic I feel like to sit on. That's, and that there's is, a lot of garlic to shit on Elon Musk with. That's quite so. That's why I'm here. I mean, look, if that's the goal, A plus, keep, you know, onward Christian soldier. But if you ever need three cloves of garlic in the future, you can hit me up. I, I will probably have three cloves of garlic to spare. All right. Well, I mean, I, you know. It was, we, well, we're roommates All I'm now. getting at, there's no fucking 16th episode because I'm going to fucking die shitting on Elon Musk. Oh, my God. They were roommates. Stew oh shit on Elon Musk. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. that's like... Anyways, guys, I had a great time with all y'all. Um, if you want to follow me in my shitting adventures, I'm Hentai Pizza Lord on Twitter. All right. Um, and that's that's it. That's all you, that's all you can do if you want to find me. I'm a... Uh... I changed my Twitter handle. I'm what the fuck, dude? I did. Yeah, I fucked no, up our whole algorithm. I'm not Bakfu anymore. Bakfu is fuck? dead. I fucked. I fucked the whole he, thing he, up. He shit on. He sh- fucking shit garlic and died. That's right. I shit garlic and died. Bakfu. Bakfu has shitted garlic and died. I miss that dude. Yeah. Rip in peace. Yeah, that's right. Rest in pepperonis. I am now <laughs> eight. The number eight mammoth, as in like the prehistoric mammal. Uh, eight M A M M O A T O O T H. I can spell. Okay. Um, if you search Octo Mammoth, I might pop up. As you well. you've been sticking with Octo Mammoth. I know. I knew you were like, do I want to go by Bakery or do I want to go by Octo Mammoth? You, I, you're you're going with Octo Mammoth. I was Octo Mammoth has been my my online handle for a long time, and uh, I was I was kind of curious or I was trying kind of debating as to whether I wanted to like carry that as my like artist name. Um, and the whole idea it eventually became like Bakery will be the one. The one who does like normie music, like if I'm like the like, respectable one, exactly yeah. the one that I could show to coworkers, <laughs> right? Beats any jazz R and B stuff. That's yeah. Bakery. All right. Oh no, I I like that. I like that. The depraved nerd shit, the Sonic music covers, stuff like that. That's Octo Mammoth. And then I I came out with my first official like published track as Octo Mammoth, and was like, well. I kind of just want to keep doing this. I, th- I think that's sick. As, as the guy who goes by hentai, Lord, <laughs> I think that's sick. You yeah, know, whatever, whatever that counts to you. It worked in a way. I was like, the whole Bakery thing can happen eventually. Right now, I'm pretty happy as Octo Mammoth. I think so. Octo Mammoth is re- legitimately sick. Thank you. I, I think Thank that's you. the way to go. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Octo Mammoth is fucking cool as hell. Thank you. That that means a lot. Like it's 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 been a real like back and forth you know flip-flop thing for me but like i i think octo mammoth is where i'm happier and uh that's where i'm gonna be maybe i'll start a second twitter or instagram or tiktok what the fuck ever as bakery but right now i'm happy as octo mammoth no i think i think that's the way to go so yeah. anyways we'll also post i mean you got some fucking killer tracks so we we gotta you do, you do all the music for this fucking podcast that i do so. that i do and i appreciate yeah. it thank you yeah. yeah so we'll we'll have some links in the description whether you're watching on I don't know, fucking Spotify or whatever. But pop over to YouTube, you'll you'll see all the visuals, you'll see all the fucking music and all that shit. And so. we did some. There's some killer visual, like the. I gotta say, I keep watching the last episode, episode, episode. I keep watching the intro to the last episode, episode fourteen. 
appreciate we it. killed it, dude. We, we I think you it's and real I fucking good. The, the music, visuals, the music, everything. I I can't wait to. Uh, uh, <laughs> so when I <laughs> I went up to uh, like a parking garage to record uh, the part where I put uh, X arms on oh, the yeah. uh, on the wall, I had the most polite security guard like escort me out. Like <laughs> <laughs> I put it up on the wall. He saw me take a photo. And then I was like, okay, I got to peel it off. But I'm not going to acknowledge him. And he didn't fucking acknowledge me at all. And, like, I peeled it off the wall. I put it on my book. And I, like, walked away. And he just followed me the whole fucking way out of that Wonderful. place. That's yeah. perfect. I mean, like, nobody's fucking parked at the place. I, I get that, like, I'm not upset or anything. It was just, like, fucking weird that I got this, like, fucking dude just following me as i leave this fucking place i'll tell you security guards there's some security guards out there that are too polite like oh. i i used to my, i love regular ass security guards yeah well, they're, they're nice guys there's one thing about like regular security guards like hey what you doing hey i mean look i don't care but i like you gotta get off the property it is what it is you know yeah, yeah that's a regular a, yeah, security yeah. guard the the one that bothers me is the one that's like too polite to say anything for like a long ass time like my buddy and i we used to go we both had movie pass and we would both go and watch the dorkiest movies the last showing and then st- Staying around in the United Artists parking lot, or parking lot until like 1 a.m. just talking about video games or whatever. And there would be like security guards who would show up and it's like obviously they're about to tell us to get the fuck off their property. But like they would stand around for like an hour pretending they're not Ugh. looking at us. And then I'm like, hey, look, if you're going to tell me to fuck off, tell me to fuck off. Don't don't don't. Make me watch you for an hour just kind of standing around acting like you're not looking at, at us or paying attention to us. Like, if you're going to tell us to get the fuck, get the fuck out of here, tell us to get the fuck out of here. Don't beat around the bush. I need yeah. I need some sincerity uh, from these guys. I, yeah, I, I get you because I, I don't know. It, it's funny with fucking regular ass like mall cop security guards or whatever. Yeah. It's like you can always relate to them like more like cops. Fuck those guys. Fuck but like, cops. like I said on episode one, I say it again. Fuck cops. <laughs> Season like, two. Like security fuck cops. security guards aren't there to fucking kill you. They're not there to fucking. They're just like, hey, you got to get out of here. Yeah. Sometimes. And like every encounter I've ever had with a fucking security guard has been like, hey, I need you to leave. I'm like, all right, I'll leave. You know, like I'm not there to fight the dude. Like, I'm not giving I'm, anybody never, any problems. I've never fought a security guard. Never. Right. Like I've never been like, oh, you fucking piece of shit. I have a right to be in this private parking garage. <laughs> you know, like I just I just get out of there. They leave me alone. Maybe they watch me as I leave. And that's fucking it. You yeah. know, and I'm I don't mind. You know, like I'm yeah. in I'm on private property. Like sure. as long as America is a country, that's going to be an issue I got to deal with. Sure. So whatever as long as they're not there like fucking calling the cops on me i don't give a shit exactly and anyways that's the fucking story of getting the fucking video done for (laughs) the last thing the intro music's fucking killer most of the shots are fine and then the last one where i show x arms and i post it up the dude just like stares at me the whole fucking time i'm like "Mm, okay well i know i need to leave hey (laughs) later buddy You should have left one of those posters up just for him to navigate to the website and then actually listen to the podcast. He did not look like he would be a fan. You know, the thing about security he, guards... He can't make these assumptions. You gotta thing, let him about, make his own choice. The thing about security guards for me is no matter what the situation, right, they're always bigger than me. <laughs> like they're, always, <laughs> they're always a guy who's like, hey, like could, could instantly turn into a 
fuck you kind of situation, you know, and I'm not, I'm not ready to be like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm, I don't do that with cops. You I don't just, do it with security guards. They're too big that. for you me. You just got to go like, yep, fuck me. And then take yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. Let's do this. Yeah. You know, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. This this podcast ain't worth it. Once we get to 100 subscribers, maybe. But, I think so, yeah. That's yeah, about the that's, threshold where we can tell security guards, fuck you, listen to my podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get like, those real big like Instagram influencers and yeah. just be like, do you know how many followers I fucking have? 100. Okay. I got 100, I got 100 followers on uh, fucking YouTube. We got 10 on fucking Instagram. You're <laughs> fucked if I post about this, motherfucker fucking done you never work in this town again yeah you it's over get out of here it's you, over you think you can ever work in the fucking random ass sacramento parking garage environment i'll have your fucking chops that's right you're gonna become a cop after this <laughs> i love that you'll have to become a cop after this beautiful um, um, well, let's 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 end this. Well, shit. we've told people where to find us. We've told people our ratings. I think we're just we're set. We're just, we're just having a good time holding these mics. Yeah, this is this is just the Bakri and Stu having fun hour. It's kind of <laughs> nice. Like I've never like I've never had reason to hold a microphone and talk into it. This like is, for this amount of time, you know what this, I mean. This is second best to having functioning fucking tables and uh fucking mic holders i wouldn't know. second that's best. never gonna happen second best this is we, yeah this is as famous as we're ever fucking getting we kids could, holding this shit in our fucking kitchen i would bet for like a combined like 50 dollars we could fix this issue i don't think we will but i think we could for about 50 dollars oh 100 we're but but next time we record we're gonna think we fix the fucking issue we're that's gonna right. we're gonna find like a bigger board and we're gonna think we fix this all that's all right dumb ass shit yeah and it's not it's not nothing's gonna fucking work we not can, at all we can figure this out in the next like four months before we record again but that's not the important part that's not what here. we do yeah that's not <laughs> that's not how we do things here at battle school dropouts no, maybe those maybe those battle school valedictorians who learned how to, you know, control their key or whatever. Dumbasses. Did things, but that's not how we do uh, us simple, uh, weak little little boys yeah. who did not graduate from battle school. Yeah. That's not no, how we absolutely. Do yeah. yeah. And and listen, I'm I'm just gonna be patting us on the back this whole time for how much better our podcast sounds now i mean i'm sure it sounds yeah. like shit now that my mouth is up on this fucking microphone but i don't know what I don't you're know. talking I mean, about maybe at this all honestly real talk maybe this is how we record the next episode I, you know I'm you not might be, be right you might be right I'm this not is be probably way better yeah yeah fuck me all right well anyways everybody enjoy whatever time it is on your end uh go subscribe to all our dumb bullshit yeah and uh have a good day. Enjoy anime. Oh, I should say my my SoundCloud is oh, do it. SoundCloud.com slash Octo Mammoth. O C T O M A M M O T H. Go listen to my half baked ideas that I will eventually turn into an album. Your music's fucking killer, man. Thank Everybody you. go listen to the the fucking uh katamari song that's my that's what i think that might be one of my favorites on there oh the, the um, little, like katamari girl when you click on it or whatever yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. the album icon or whatever that's a good one I that's like that that's one. one of my favorites go yeah. go treat yourself on go that check one. that it's called cosmos flip there you check go that out yeah i love that one yeah there we go all right well anyways go watch anime yeah watch and watch hanasaku iroha don't watch eat man 97 
<laughs> yeah, no. Watch Eat Man 98, maybe. Fuck Eat Man. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Hey, this is Stu coming back at you to let you know next episode is going to be on Hajime no Ippo, the wonderful sports boxing anime. Uh, So if you want to have opinions on what we're saying and whatnot, go check out those first six episodes and then come listen to the next episode whenever it comes out, hopefully soon. Okay, bye.